0: Hello, everyone. It's your boy Kyle Conchille, and I'm back with episode two of the Just Shut the Fuck Up podcast. I've uh, was able to finally solidify a name. I wanted something that was maybe more—I don't know—jarring, I guess—than um, just my last podcast which was called tour bus confidential i just wanted something that i felt like maybe people would say would they listen to my podcast just shut the fuck up dude you talk way too fucking much so that's kind of where i got the name from um also i'm hoping that this episode will air before then you guys are getting real close you're about to miss out On that CyberConk t-shirt, CyberConk 2020 will only be available at my Big Cartel store until September the 20th, my birthday. So, go to kyleconkeel.bigcartel.com. Not only do I have the CyberConk t-shirt there, but I also have three other t-shirts. The R.I.P. t-shirt, the K.K. Metal logo t-shirt, and the Cafe Neon t-shirt. As well as about 10 pick designs. And you can also get a custom autographed photo from yours truly. So be sure to check out the store. And uh, make sure you get in your cyber orders before September the 20th. Or you're just going to miss out. And you're not going to have a dope hilarious t-shirt with my face on it. But I'm kind of like half man half robot. Anyways... Um, I'm going to be opening up my email for some episode sponsors. So if you want me to talk about your products, you want me to play music from your band, you want me to boost any sort of, I don't know, social media presence, then you can shoot me an email at podcast at gmail.com. And please make sure in the header you put sponsorship. Inquiry. All right. So today's podcast, it was a really awesome one because I haven't gotten to talk to Travis in a really long time. I met him at the Mayhem Fest 2010, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was the Mayhem Fest tour of 2010. I was still playing with In This Moment and he was playing with his current band, Atreyu. And uh, me and him didn't meet right away. But once we started kind of, you know, talking and hanging out, um, we kind of just, were just like, all right, I guess we're just homies now. And I was able to, I've spent a few, you know, I've spent some time with him outside of the touring realm, which has been nice. Uh, Because a lot of guys that you tour with, they, you know, they can live on the other side of the country, they can live on the other side of the planet, and you really don't get as much hang time as you would like to. Uh, if you meet someone like a new dope homie on the road. And uh, fortunately for me, Travis just lives down the freeway. You know, he lives in Orange County. I live in L.A. So we've had the chance to hang out a few times. And uh, two of those times was has actually been doing a podcast. Because he did an episode of my podcast um, when it was still Tour Bus Confidential like four years ago. So I was really stoked to get him on. And I wanted to kind of focus on more of the stuff that me and him are really into, you know, like video games and movies and you know, weird TV shows and stuff like that. So this was a really fun episode for me. And I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with the mighty Travis Miguel. Right, we're rolling, Mr. Travis Miguel. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing well, sir. How about you? Oh, not too shabby. You're looking very, you're looking really ripped right now. I just want to point that out. Even <laughs> though people can't see you, you're looking real buff.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. What have
0: you been doing to keep in shape?
1: Uh, most well, I try to watch what I eat. Keyword is try, mm-hmm. because I love me some junk food.
0: Oh, dude. Del Taco, buddy.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're in Southern California.
0: There's a Del Taco on
1: every corner.
0: There's a Del Taco right across the street from your house.
1: Yes, there, there's numerous Del Tacos across the street from my house. So, yeah, if you're ever in Southern California and you need to find a Del Taco, you're not going to have a hard time.
0: They're a little they're a little harder to find in L.A. as opposed to Orange County. Yeah, Orange yeah. County, they're literally like Starbucks for sure. You can find one basically any exit between i think uh you know where like the 91 meets the 5 to like you know till you get to San Diego any exit you can get yep a delicious
1: yep southern california staple <laughs> um but yeah like i said i try to watch what i eat uh and then just you know staying active whether it's just taking a jog around the block or uh just body weight exercises. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those dudes. That's like counting calories and counting my macro. Like I have no idea how to even do any of that. I just try to like eat sensibly. Yeah. You know, because especially, you know, like I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. So I can't like go through the Del Taco drive through at 2 AM. Fuck. And, order the left side of the menu and then just bounce back the next day. Like it was nothing like those Dude, days are
0: gone. Like you, I really get like, like food hangovers now for like, sure. Yeah. If I have something like sweet and delicious on, you know, in the nighttime before bed, I wake up the next morning. I'm just like, Oh yeah. You just feel
1: like a big old slug. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I I'll let like Sundays are my day okay. for just going hog wild.
0: What what do you do on your Sundays?
1: Usually it's I'll either go to In-N-Out. Oh, that's not that bad for you though. It's not it's not the best,
0: it's not the worst. I mean when it comes to short order slash fast food.
1: You, oh yeah, it's it's I mean they, there's really upper tier.
0: I really think that like as long as you know how to make your selections, El Pollo Loco. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. 'cause you know you can get you know like a four three or four piece, get like a side salad with like no dressing right, like you can make fast food Healthy. not shitty,
1: yeah, it's way easier to do now than it was like ten fifteen years ago,
0: yeah, so all right, you'll do like in and out in
1: and out, or like uh just any kind of like shitty fast food, like I won't give myself a hard time about it, yeah, so that or and then. I'll, uh there's a donuts, uh, donut spot, like, uh, like not even a mile away from me. And whenever I go in there, I pretty much get the same thing. I'll get, like, a, a bear claw. Those are dope. And, and uh, just, like, a glazed twist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, the little lady behind the counter always just stuffs the bag with even more donuts. So oh, I'll like get the home. donut holes? Or no, just, like, full-on donuts. No, Full-ass like, so donuts. I'll get, like, two donuts. I'll get home, open the bag, and there's, like, six And I'm not going to not eat them, (laughs) you know, because that would just be rude. Doc
0: on tour is like the is the donut is the donut uh, aficionado and we will be someplace. And he goes, yo, I heard there's a dope donut spot like around there. And I figured out the good a good number for donut consumption is like one and a half. Yeah, because if you have one, you're just like, oh, that's kind of like a, a tease Right, but if you have two, you're. I'm like, I'm dead. Yeah. So one and a half is the perfect is the perfect donut number for me.
1: That's what I aim for, but I miss the mark. So you, every you just time. go
0: full piece of shit.
1: Yeah. So like when you like you were saying before, you almost have like a food hangover. Mm-hmm. So like I'll just pound down these donuts, and then like a couple hours later, I'm just shot. <laughs> like I'll like literally eat myself to having a migraine headache and like just nauseous and I don't want to move. And I'm like, well, I did it to myself.
0: Well, and people think I'm weird because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I don't really fuck with milk too much. Mm. Um, but so if I have sweets like chocolate or donuts or anything that is like uber sweet, I, for some reason, I love washing it down with like an ice cold glass of
1: water. Yeah. It's, I mean, water is good for you, obviously. I do get the milk thing. Yeah. But uh, like like yourself, I'm not a huge milk guy. Mm-hmm. Um. I usually stick to like almond milk.
0: Oh, I love me some almond
1: milk. Because I can't really even taste the difference. No. You know? Well,
0: see, here's the thing. I've been on and off with the no dairy thing. Like sometimes I'll cave. The only thing I really cave with is cheese. Yeah. That's the hardest thing for me. But... When it comes to actual milk, so I remember this was probably like five or six years ago. I was drinking strictly almond milk. I was not eating any cheese. I was like super good. Like even if it was made by a company who makes dairy products, I wouldn't fuck with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I remember I was I was still living with my mom and I had run out of like almond milk or rice milk or whatever I was using to, you know, not eat fucking cereal with no milk. Right out of it so I remember I put like I was like fuck it I'll just have some milk and there was like two percent milk put it in my cereal and I remember I was like I asked my mom like when when did you buy this milk and she's like oh like three days ago and I looked at the date and I'm just like yo this shit is sour and I and I was like maybe it's just the milk right so I was curious so I went and I got a different milk from a different brand And I took a sip of it. I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking sour. So I think with the artificial, you know, I'm not sure how much, you know, artificial sweeteners or natural sweeteners are in, you know, almond rice or whatever milk. But going from almond milk to regular milk, it was like, it was fucking disgusting. And I've never, I haven't drank milk since then.
1: There you go. You know, I mean, I... I think I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I can't remember the last time I actually had a glass of milk or just drank real milk. Yeah. And I don't I don't miss it. Milk is a weird thing.
0: There's only one thing that I miss, but I figured out a way to do it. Because when I was a kid, I was really into strawberry milk. Okay. And they don't really... I haven't seen. Like, they have chocolate milk. Like, yo, know, there's some brands from Target. I can't remember the name of it. It begins with, like, a C. And they make a dope ass dark chocolate milk and it's like 100% vegan and I was like yo this is dope but they don't make any strawberry milk so when I'm when I'm feeling feisty I'll go to the (laughs) store get some of that Hershey's strawberry syrup
1: there you
2: go
0: and I'll make my own strawberry almond milk
1: but they don't even like even like the old school like quick powder Uh, like they don't have the strawberry
0: I'm sure they do but
1: I've been out at the milk game for a while. So, <laughs> I mean, because they sell
0: them in the bottles at the liquor store. Oh, okay. You can get like the quick milk there, and I'm gotcha. sure they still have the powder, but for some reason, anytime I think of strawberry milk, I think of the Hershey's Sunday yeah. strawberry covering. I don't know why. Gotcha. Do you ever fuck with strawberry milk?
1: Not really. Have you no. ever
0: had strawberry milk?
1: Uh, it's been years. There's just
0: something about pink milk. I don't know. It's like blue milk in Star Wars, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's if it's any other color than white, you know it's going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> Unless it's like Shrek milk, then it'd be like green.
1: Well, still, I mean, like I, I don't know when the last time you went to Disneyland is, but like they in the the Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars uh, part of the park, they sell the blue milk, which I've had. Is it milk? I'm not sure. I'm sure there's some kind of dairy in it, but it basically tastes like uh, melted, um, uh, like a creamsicle. Oh, okay. So it's it's like it's decadent for sure. And they put like a little cookie on top of it and it costs like 15 bucks.
0: Dude, I haven't been to Disneyland in. Fuck, how old am I? I'm going to be 34 next month. The last time I went was when I was eight. Really? Yeah. Been that long. Yeah. I just, I'm, you know, I I get why people like love Disneyland, but I've never just had like this urge like, yo, I want to go to fucking, I want to go to D-land. Yeah. I feel you. Because what I remember from being a kid was there being a lot of fucking people.
1: Yep. There's even more now.
0: Yeah. Yo. And I don't fuck with that. Yeah. Like I saw this meme the other day and it like really applies to me. And it's like, don't you hate when you go out in public and then there's public.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It makes perfect sense. And it's funny because it's true. Like I like to
0: consider myself an extroverted introvert, but I got to recharge those extrovert batteries.
1: I'm right there with you.
0: And I think with the lockdown and the quarantine, it's just made me even more of a hermit. For sure, yeah. And, and I try to find more things to do inside my comfort zone. Right. Like, they could be new ventures for me, but my comfort zone being my bedroom.
1: <laughs> right. No, I totally feel you. Like, like I'm, I'm the same way, very much an introvert, and I'll be extroverted when I need to, but sometimes that can be fucking exhausting for somebody like me. Um, and even like, you know, everybody texts now instead of calling, which, you know, I'm 100% guilty of that myself. Oh yeah. I literally, I forgot how to talk to people on a phone. And if I get like an actual phone call. Oh, like when I called you last week? (laughs) (laughs) That I actually missed the call because I didn't have my phone on me. But like when I actually get a phone call and I see my phone like ringing, it's, there's just like this overwashing sense of dread mm. like oh my god i gotta talk to somebody
0: there's always like this weird especially if it's like there's a few numbers that i see where i'm just like i don't want to fucking answer that call right but if it's a number that i don't know i always get like this overwhelming curiosity like I, like the left side of my brain is like you know the reasonable thinking like oh it's just a robocaller, caller someone trying to scam you or it's a fake whatever and then the right side of my brain is like, oh, what if it's a new friend? What if it's like <laughs> a really friend. good business opportunity? Like, what you if? Never know. What if someone wants to give me stuff? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. The, well. Yeah. I mean, the curiosity can very well kill a cat. Yeah. In that situation, I think
0: if I really think, out of everybody I know, that would be something that would happen to me. My yeah. curiosity. Right. Like I, dude, I, I I talked about this I don't fuck, I don't remember, like maybe three years ago. But uh I I'd taken up archery as a as a hobby a few years back. And I almost took my fucking eye out.
1: It's I mean, it's a dangerous sport. Yeah. Like you're shooting an arrow. <laughs>
0: Like well, and I use a compound bow. This is the second podcast for some reason. I'm already mentioning the compound bow. But I have the compound bow, which you need a hand release to pull the string back because okay. I pull like, you know, 65 pounds or whatever. And I didn't realize that I wasn't actually, so I hold it with two fingers kind of like that. I didn't realize that one of my fingers was just not holding on to it properly. I was only holding on with my middle finger. So I went to make an adjustment with my middle finger at full draw, which is oh, okay. 50 or, you know, 50, 60 pounds or whatever. Right. The hand really shot out of my hand, hit my bow, bounced off my bow and hit me right here Whoa. like if I was any if it hit anywhere else i I wouldn't have a left eye I don't think
1: were you wearing your glasses
0: I was wearing my glasses, so it broke my glasses in half
1: oh Jesus
0: I have a nice little scar right here and I have a nice little scar right under here and I had no idea what happened so the archery range is in a like there's a gun range there as well-huh it's mainly a gun range so I wasn't sure if I got hit by some shrapnel from somebody shooting something. Yeah. I literally had no idea what had happened until I was like going over like the steps in my head backwards. (laughs) Like, and that's when I realized that eyewitness testimony is like, so not accurate (laughs) because I had no idea. I did it to myself. Did I get hit with shrapnel from a gun? Did I? Did someone? Did I get hit with another arrow? Like,
1: yeah, but what you, happened? You got to figure the shock of it. You know, your brain is like, "Whoa, what the hell just happened?" Yeah, and then it's like, "Okay, well maybe this happened or maybe that happened," and it's usually never what actually happened. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I I had no idea what had happened, but yeah, that bitch almost took my fucking eye out. Like, well, now you know. Yeah, to- like I I went to the doctor and they were like, they're like, it's a deep gash. But if you get stitches, it's just going to scar more. Okay. So they were like, you don't need stitches. Right. And I was like, all right, well, fucking whatever. (laughs) Lesson (laughs) learned. So besides getting super buff during quarantine.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I qualify for that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as squishy as I used to be. Listen, man, I'm
0: all about gassing up the homies. Like you know, <laughs> girls can gas each other up. I think homies can gas each other up. Yeah, like for sure. Look at this motherfucker rolling up with no sleeves, looking buff and handsome,
1: <laughs> looking all extra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you and I was surprised because normally you're either five o'clock shadow or beard. You look like did you use an actual razor to shave?
1: I did, I did. I usually like I go back and forth with beards. It's I never. Set out to grow a beard. It's never like, okay, I'm going to grow a beard for the next two months. It's just out of sheer laziness. And so, like, two months will go by, and I'll be like, well, I've gone this long. I may as well go another few weeks. And then those few weeks will turn into another month, and then so on and so on. And then to the point where I'm just like, I can't hang anymore. I got to get rid of this.
0: Yeah. I meant to shave my like neck area today. Mm -hmm. I meant to do it yesterday too, but I'm just like, meh. Yeah. I just... We're in...
1: It's quarantine. Who cares?
0: Yeah. So besides, you know, getting in shape, what have you... Or at least trying to stay in shape, because your birthday was back in March, right? Yeah. So how, how old are you now?
1: I'm 41.
0: 41? Yeah. Man, so I miss... I mean, I probably said happy birthday to you on your 40th birthday. I think you did. What are the biggest differences? I mean, I know people say like, oh, I don't feel any different, but... Has there, like, been any noticeable differences from when you were, you know, when you turned 30 to when you turned 40?
1: I think I did most of my growing up in my 30s.
0: I hear that a lot.
1: Uh, because, you know, like, the, the field that we're in, there's this total, like, um, arrested development yeah. Or like a uh, extended adolescence.
0: Yeah. Well, because like when you're in your 20s and you're touring, like, oh, you know, you and I both started touring pretty, I think you probably younger than I, I think it's I started to
1: uh, 2002. So I was 22, 23.
0: Yeah. That's about the age that I started touring as well. And it's just like when you have all these different experiences and, you know, you're kind of just learning how to be. <laughs> A, a man child with other men children exactly so it's like not really and because of the profession that we do it's not really looked down upon to be like oh man that guy's drank every single night this tour
1: right <laughs> and yeah and under or- normal circumstances like if that were everyday life for uh if i don't know you call it a civilian quote unquote yeah like that's highly looked down upon. Yeah. Like Like
0: if you worked in like the mail room at an insurance company, like, yeah. (laughs) Like man, that guy drinks every single day. Right.
1: And you know, it's like (laughs) we get applauded. Yeah. For our party. Well, And
0: it's not just like one or two drinks. Like, you know, you can go home, have one or two drinks, but it's like when you're a touring guy, it's like, no, you're not just drinking every day. You're like getting cray. Yeah. Every day.
1: Yeah. You're down in them because a lot of, I mean, a lot of the time, it's out of sheer boredom. Yeah. Like a lot of people think that touring is a 24 hour nonstop party. Sometimes it is. It for can sure. be. Yeah. Right. But for the most part, it's just a bunch of dudes hanging around backstage, staring at their phones, waiting yeah. to play. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? I actually invested in, but I'm, uh, uh, um, I digress. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really is just a lot of waiting around. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've had relationships where it's just like, oh, you get to go on this vacation, blah, 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 I'm like, no, I get to work one hour every day and then sit around and figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with the other 23 hours in my day. Right. You know, like, yeah. where am I going to eat? You know, am I working out today? Like, w- what am I going to do? So, uh, in December, I bought a Switch Lite. Okay. And I didn't really do too much of the switching on the U.S. tour. I think probably because... I had easier access to internet, but when we did, um, five finger death punch mega death in Europe earlier this year, which I think will probably be the only bad bulls tour this year. Um, like I was on that shit all the time. Yeah. Like even like even my bandmates. Cause I had like, I put my in-ears in cause you can have, uh, uh, you can't have a Bluetooth headphone in the switch light oh, okay. or I think with any switch, so I just put my in-ears in, and, like, everyone was – I was just like, nah, man, I'm I'm fucking playing this yeah. shit right now. I think I was playing, like, Wolfenstein, The New Colossus on on Switch, and I that's how I would pass my time.
1: Yeah, th- uh, stuff like that. Like, uh, I've heard from numerous people that the Switch is the way to go if you're a touring musician, because obviously you can take it wherever you are. Yeah. It's super convenient, and like you were saying, you can just put in – your Earphones and then just block everything out, which I think is important on a tour. Yeah, because you definitely need some time just to yourself to zone out. Yeah, and not associate with the people that you're associating with for twenty, you know, twenty four hours a day or however long it is. Yeah, that you're around them um, just for your own sanity.
0: Yeah, because you don't really get as, like, being in a bus isn't like, oh, I'm going to go to my room, guys, you know, see you later, and it's like, you can't hear anything, it's like, oh, you can hear the motherfucker up there snoring, you know, that motherfucker across from me, feet stink, like, you know, it's just, you're just kind of, like, co-living in a really weird environment. For sure, for sure. You know, if you're fortunate, like, you know, like, you or me, we're in a tour bus, where you have a bunk. You can at least you can close the curtain. Right. And then put them noise cancelling bitches on. And, and just
1: <laughs> leave. Yeah. Like figuratively just kinda zone out and do your thing. Um but yeah, I think it like stuff like that is very important on tour.
0: Well the Switch I think is is perfect in a way because like a, a lot of tour buses do come with uh gaming consoles now. Mm-hmm. But it's sometimes it can be kinda dry fucking watching someone play video games on the TV in the front or the back lounge. Just like, all right, dude, can we put on a fucking, movie? that's true.
1: Yeah. Like I'll, I'll bring out my PlayStation yeah. uh, when, whenever we're touring the U S. Um, but I'll only really play if I know nobody wants to watch a movie or TV. Yeah. Because like you said, like it kind of sucks for everybody else. If they're just sitting, you sitting there watching you play Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It, you know, I can get super boring. Um,
0: I figured out really quickly that as much as I love to play the game, watching someone play Red Dead Redemption 2 is fucking boring.
1: (laughs) Especially a game like that, because you're just kind of wandering around the whole time. Yeah, you're like,
0: I'm on this horse. And when you're actually playing it and you're controlling it, you're like, oh, I got to go do this. Like, You have your, I mean, at least I do, you have your list of objectives that you want to get done. And then you're like, oh, got sidetracked by whatever the fuck that was. And then... But when you're watching somebody, you don't know what they're doing you're right just especially yeah especially observing. if you're
1: not familiar with the game or what the objective is or what you're trying to do um, one tour i brought out brought out my playstation, and i um like none of the other dudes in my camp really play video games yeah same, same with mine um but I played uh until dawn, okay. Which is like, uh that could be fun to watch, see yeah, that's the thing I had I started playing it, nobody was really paying attention to me playing, and then I forgot who it was, but somebody kind of like sat down and started watching, and they were kind of getting into it, and then another person sat down and started watching it mm-hmm. and then by the end of the night, like I had the whole bus just like glued to the t v watching me play, and it's like a horror game, so yeah. there's like jump scares and like. <sighs> Yeah, so like it's every a, it's a, of a very is interactive,
0: out. it's a very interactive horror movie. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, when we were in, um, again, the only tour we did this year in Europe, we got our first double-decker bus. Okay. Like, everyone was fucking excited because we'd never had a double-decker bus. We've always had weird European buses. Like,
1: yeah, European buses are very strange.
0: And if you don't get like a double decker, like you end up with a really weird layout bus. So we were super stoked. We're like, yo, we got this double decker. Like there's more beds. Everyone's can have their own junk bunk. Like that's how much room we had on it. And so there's like a lounge downstairs, which has a TV. There's a lounge upstairs, which also has a TV. So like during days off, I remember I went out and bought uh, Detroit Become Human. Great game. Great, great game. And it's kind of along the same lines where it's an interactive story more than just like a video game. Right. And I remember one night I'm up there, you know, playing my fucking Detroit Become Human and like, you know, Doc comes in and he's just like, you know, like, like, oh, like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, I'm I'm actually, I'm playing a video game. And they can add a little bit more of the better graphics into uh, a narrative-driven story than they can in like an open world situation. Right. So just the overall, like, Experience, I think, is just a little bit better for someone who's not really keen on video games. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, Oh, what are you watching? And then, like, he sat there for like 20, 30 minutes, like, Oh, I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those, it's like a choose your own adventure book. Uh, but, like, on but it's a, a video game. But yeah. it's a video game. Yeah. So your choices have, you know, consequences.
1: consequences yeah. Yeah. I, I re- I'm really into those games. Mm-hmm. They're not like super popular. They're not like a Call of Duty or like a GTA. Like they don't get that same kind of hype. Yeah. But I think like those kind of like like you said like an interactive movie yeah. type games. I think they're they're gaining a little bit of steam now, which is awesome because I love those. Well, there
0: was games. one that just came out. It was either this month or last last month. I'm not sure if you're a P, uh, if you're subscribed to the PS Plus.
1: Uh, I was.
0: <clears throat> so I think it's called. Is it called Emily or Amelia or.
1: I, I think don't know, I know which one you're talking but about.
0: But it's not it's not mocap.
1: No, it's a full it's, it's full a, motion video. Yeah, it's a yeah. full it's yeah, yeah.
0: a it's live action like almost kind of like the the fucking what the Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah. It's but it's a lot more interactive in the way of it's like instead of like choosing, you know, what the characters do in the movie, you have a lot more influence of what they're doing in the game. Right.
1: which will it's you know they use the whole butterfly effect term yeah where one choice Hmm. will lead you down this whole different path and you know you can there's like several different endings that could happen like i think detroit become human had like i can't remember how many like maybe 40 different ending possible endings depending on how you played the game
0: well and it's not a very long story either i think between like six and ten hours yeah is detroit become human depending on how you play but i remember the first ending i got and spoilers but if you haven't played this game it's been out for like three or four years so (laughs) fuck you um so the first ending i got for detroit become human like marcus led this revolution and got killed in this huge firefight with the with the uh with the The police yeah with with the with the police and you know, like I pretty much just fucked over robot kind <laughs> with my first playthrough. So which which is why I think these games are cool because it gives you kind of like replayability. Like Absolutely. well, that's not the fucking ending I wanted. Right.
1: I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna it. go
0: back and then my next playthrough I got the ending I wanted just by being more conscious of the decisions I made earlier in the game, but also like little shit that you wouldn't even like think of. Like I'm I was like thinking for the robots because when I first started to become human I had no idea what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you kind of there's a synopsis. Right. You know, but there wasn't like I didn't I didn't watch any videos on the game. Like I kind of like to go into a game especially like that kind of blind where I don't know really what the story is because I don't want to have like a bias towards it.
1: For sure. I yeah, want to
0: yeah. I want to experience it in full. Yeah. Um so I didn't see didn't watch any youtube videos i was just like this game looks cool right and i heard that it was an interactive story you know kind of along the lines of like you know heavy rain or indigo prophecy you know because that was the first one i played was indigo prophecy on ps2
1: i the name's familiar i i don't think i've ever played it
0: it's a really fucking weird game and it's long as fuck and there's like a lot of like flashbacks but there's also like weird timeline loops okay it's like it's i can't remember what the japanese name for that game was but it's really weird and like you can like it's a lot more like not really focused as a lot of the story-driven games are because it was one of the first types for console at least anyway right so it's like random shit that you can like pick up a guitar and then like you know some girl come your girlfriend comes over to your house and like you Play the guitar, and if you hit the buttons in the right order, like she's like super impressed. That literally has nothing to do with the story.
1: Yeah, but that's like (laughs) the cool part of it is like little extra things that you can do. You know, um, they might be mundane, but it's like, well, they put it in the game for a reason, and therefore, I'm going to participate. And I think like stuff like that, like little little tiny details, it just makes the game more immersive like i noticed playing um playing uh, detroit become human and until dawn there's like since you're playing these characters and you're driving the story forward with the choices that you're making you kind of almost get emotionally attached yeah. to the characters which is which on paper sounds really fucking weird like yeah well
0: it's because it's because it's an interactive story it's like it's like anything else that you would get emotionally attached to like you know if you're watching your favorite tv show right and like you know one of your favorite characters on the tv show dies yeah like there's an emotional response there
2: for sure yeah yeah.
1: so
0: with a video game like this you're already putting you know yeah you're investing you're investing time time, you know it's not just like a 30 minute like all right here we go this is like you know, this could be up to a 12-hour investment. Right. So, and because of the decisions you're making affect the characters differently, you know, I think that having that emotional, like, if you don't have that emotional response, like, (laughs) 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 but continue. Sorry to interrupt.
1: No, no, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, I think that's kind of like the sign of a good game is if you're, if you end up being emotionally invested, Um. You know, because there's a lot of games that are fun, but you're just, like, destroying everything or shooting whoever. There's no, like, um, cerebral element to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, right now, um,
0: I'm trying to get used to the first-person view. So, on PS Plus, I believe it was this month, they had, um, what was it? Um, Fucking Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. OK, that's the that's the one that got a lot of got a lot of heat because the the no Russians mission where you're in the I airport. Heard,
1: oh, don't no, you just like kill a bunch of innocent you people? You kill a something. bunch of innocent people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's literally the third mission. <laughs> it's the third mission in the game, which I knew that going into it. So it's like it's only the campaign. It's mm-hmm. not any of the Modern Warfare 2. They basically just remastered it for PlayStation 4 like PlayStation four. Okay. Cause I think it was on PS three or something when it came out. So I was like, all right, I've never really got into first person shooting games because I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like the view. I prefer the over the shoulder, you know? I'm,
1: this- yeah. I'm in the same boat. I've, I do play some first person shooters, but I get what you're saying. Like, it's just kind of an awkward, uh, almost unnatural, uh, point of view yeah whereas like you were saying like third person i i like those a lot more
0: you can kind of see what your character's doing what's right kind of, it's more it's because the whole point of first person is to make you feel like you're the one doing right. it which i don't get that feel from neither it. neither do i like if i'm fucking nathan drake in uncharted 4 like watching him move around and, like, being his little, you know, shadow. Right. I get more immersed that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can kind of see your character in this fictional world, and you have, like, it's like you have insight, and you're almost a part of it's so stupid. Like, part of his like, conscious or something.
1: Yeah, it's almost like with first-person shooters and third-person shooters, it's almost like your brain gets tricked. Like, third-person, if I'm playing a third-person shooter... I feel like I can, my perception of everything is wider. Like mm-hmm. I can almost like see more. Yeah, you can. And with like a first person, I almost feel a little, kind of claustrophobic. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, because they're trying to make it so it's like when you're hiding in cover, like you can't see the homies coming up. True. You know, and that, I guess, makes it more more realistic. Immersive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, like, I've been trying to do, like, the first-person games, and I've been trying to do ones that have been, like, critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did Far Cry 3.
1: I like the Far Cry games.
0: Far Cry 3, I tried doing 4. I think I played that game for an hour, and I was like, I'm fucking done with this game. Um, and then I played Far Cry 5, which I played uh, probably five hours or so. Uh-huh. And then I just... I wasn't really connected to the story. Gotcha. But for some reason, Far Cry 3, like, that opening hour of that game is just like I was like yo <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think I think I started Far Cry at Far Cry 4
0: Oh so yeah, have you not played Far Cry 3?
1: I don't believe so.
0: Dude, it's like $3 on the PlayStation store right now and it check is that out. it's literally I mean graphically it, it it can be lacking.
1: Well, it was uh, it was the last generation console yeah. game, right? Okay.
0: But Far Cry three is like my favorite.
1: I gotta check that out.
0: It's a lot more bare bones as when it comes to like how you control. Okay. And it can be a little you know, you know, when you shoot stuff, it can be a little finicky right. or whatever. But the story's really good. Um and just it's I I really feel like as like a bare bones well not bare bones, but like for someone who doesn't like first person shooters Far Cry Three is definitely a game that I think I think you would enjoy. Okay. So like this whole buildup of like me trying to figure out first person shooters because it's like I like I told you before it's not something I've ever been really into is because so there's a game coming out in November and it's called Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. Yep. And I've been hyping myself up about this game for probably a year. And you know it's gotten delayed twice, right? It was supposed to be out
1: like was it April? It was supposed to be out in
0: April, and then they moved it back to November, right? So now, as of August twenty-first, because they won't delay a game more than three months out, so they'll do it like ninety-one days from release, they'll delay a game. Okay. So as of like August twenty-first or twenty-second, crossed into the ninety-day period, so they're like, all right, there's no more. There's That's, no more delays. Right. Okay. November, November, November 19th. And the whole, I don't know why I'm getting myself so stoked on it. Maybe just because of, of all the options that you can do. Like you literally choose, you know, your character, but you choose every little detail about your character. Right. So it's in first person. But the one thing that I appreciated was that if you drive a vehicle, you have the option of first or third person. Okay. Okay. Because I hate the way vehicles drive in first person.
1: It's, yeah, I think that's even harder to grasp, the driving aspect of it in first person than running around in first person. Running around in
0: first person, cool. Cool. Driving around in first person sucks. It's even more claustrophobic, and it's like you don't have the depth, the the depth of field that you have like in actual person, where it's like I can. It's a three D world when it's not really a three D world when you're driving in first person. You're just like, you know, I can see the lines on the road. I can stick my head out a little bit. Right. You know, it's a lot easier to. To drive in real life than it is to drive In first yeah, person for sure so I've been Getting myself super hyped up for this fucking game Like I've been watching hours and hours And hours of youtubers going through like They did like a, a midnight uh, Midnight Episode one which like released more Info about the game and then midnight episode Two which released even more info yeah And it's like so it's getting An adult rating I found out okay which Is which is fine I don't care yeah I'm, I'm fucking 34 <laughs> By the time this game comes out, I'll be 34 years old. Um, but it's like you can choose everything: what your hair looks like, you know, what your beard looks like. You choose what genitals you have.
1: Nice. And
0: how big or small they are.
1: Is that really a feature in the yeah. game? Yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> so it's like you can you can and they don't give and they don't give labels like you know you don't choose a girl character or a boy character. It's like you have a male-looking character and a female-looking character. But either of those characters could have either or genitalia. Okay. So how they choose your sex in the game and, you know, kind of, kind of how I guess it would be kind of how they choose your sex is based on your genitalia. Fair enough. So not not on what you look like, but what your genitals are.
1: OK. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that just goes to show you like what how much effort they're putting into detail in video games these days yeah yeah, you know.
0: and this one is it's I heard them say like the world is going to be around the size I could be wrong around the size of the Grand Theft Auto 5 map which is huge but a but like the city area uh-huh. and then they'll have like the Badlands which is like the Mad Max shit because right. you know this is supposed to be in the future uh, which surround the cityscapes but it's going to be it's not going to be too much like uh, square footage but more vertical. So it's going to be, you know, kind of like a Blade Runner y type city okay. where it's really vertical, but it's super dense and populated and lived in. But it also depends on what time of day. So it's like, yo, if you live in this building, in this apartment building, like you can fucking go into other people's apartments. Like, so it's, they kind of wanted to make it more, they wanted to give you like the most immersion on a video game ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. They wanted it to feel like a lived-in city. And yeah. then people were complaining like, oh, we've seen gameplay footage and it doesn't seem really densely populated. And they're like, yeah, well, look at the time in the game. It's 1 a.m. Yeah, on a Tuesday. There's not going to be a whole lot of people out, like even in Los Angeles.
2: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, even in downtown L.A., you know, yeah, the
2: street,
1: two, like two, 2 in the morning yeah. on
0: <laughs> fucking Tuesday night. Nobody's around. Nobody's around. Yeah. So they're trying to make it as... Um, immersive as possible. And originally they were like, Oh yeah, you'll be able to switch between first and third person. And now they're like the way the game is because it's like trying to be more like real life. It wouldn't make sense to have that over the shoulder because a lot of the places that you're going into can be, uh, can be claustrophobic. Okay. So it's like having that camera would kind of break the immersion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're like, you know, you'll be able to see your character that you can create. And there's like all these like fucking, Implants and shit that you can get, where it's like you know you get like an eye implant. So basically, you're like half human, half robot.
1: And yeah, you can I get haven't, these I've,
0: swords that come out of your arms.
1: <laughs> I'm <like>. sold. <laughs> uh, I I haven't seen much uh, about it. Like I haven't really watched any. Um, I'm gonna send you some fucking videos, reviews, dog. or like. Um, so I don't even know like what the story is really entailing. Um, but Keanu's in it. Keanu, dude, I
0: actually, (laughs) I made a drunk purchase in December, um, because I was starting to get real hyped about this game, and it showed up in my house in March, and I've totally forgot that I had bought an action figure from the game, and it was Keanu. (laughs) Nice. As Johnny Silverhand. But I, I will send you some videos because, like, you basically, like I said, you pick your whole thing. You create your character, but you also have a – there's, like, separate life paths okay. that you can choose as well. There's, like, Nomad, which is, like, you start in the Badlands, like in the Mad Maxi world. There's, like, a street kid where you're, like, you know, some street thug. And then there's, like, the Corpo, which is, like, you're part of the corporate evil corporation – you know, life path or whatever, right. but it's like, just because you started at something doesn't mean that's where you end up. So there's like right. this whole thing yeah. where like, they're saying you could, you could beat the game without finishing the main story missions. Okay, Like you could beat the game on side quests. Like, cause huh. it's from CD project red. They did the witcher three. I'm not sure okay. if you ever played that.
1: Uh, I tried, I gave it my best try and I just couldn't grasp it. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big RPG guy at yeah. all. And that definitely has an RPG element to mm-hmm. it, The Witcher Three. Yeah. So well, I, I
0: mean, yeah. So does so does <laughs> cyberpunk, and I'm not big on the RPG thing either. Mm-hmm. But when it's like when it's like old timey, and you got to fight like fucking dragons and shit, and like cast yeah, spells,
1: turn based kind of not stuff.
0: Not into it. Yeah. But like, if it's like like a shooter. And it's like, oh, you got to upgrade this gun, or right. upgrade your fucking cybernetics, or I'm all about that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I wish I lived in Blade Runner.
1: <laughs> that yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would definitely would be awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, Blade, you know, like you're saying, Blade. I mean, Blade Runner is a, a huge influential piece of art. Yeah, really. You know, I mean, it's been copied a million times. Yeah. visually, aesthetically,
0: even like main plot points. Yeah.
1: Which, I mean, still to this day, a lot of people don't understand what the fuck is going on with that movie. Yeah. I still don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it
0: also reminds me of, like, an old Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Where, like, Homie is, like, a prisoner on an asteroid. And he's, like, lonely as fuck. Right. And they bring him, like, a lady robot to, like, to, like...
1: Keep him company.
0: Yeah, they, like, keep him company so he doesn't, like, go insane. Yeah. Um, which is a really shitty synopsis of this episode but you know what i'm talking about um and then like at the end they're like all right you got a pardon you can leave the asteroid and go back to earth he's like all right me and alicia we're gonna go like no you can only carry 15 pounds it's like yeah me and alicia don't have lives like no you can only have 15 pounds well alicia weighs more than 15 pounds yeah (laughs) and it it just reminds me because it's like you know they they're supposed to be like a robot, or as they like to say back in the fifties, a robot. Robot? <laughs> robot. They don't I, call them robots, they're robots. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> robot. I've had a lot of time on my hands. I've been rewatching a lot of old It's a pandemic, guys. I've been rewatching a lot of old Twilight Zone episodes. Dude, Twilight Zone, like way
1: ahead of its time.
0: Dude, um what's his name? Rob Serling? Rod Serling. Rod Serling. How could you forget a name like Rod? <laughs> <laughs> Rod Serling, man, he wrote all that shit.
1: Yeah. It was, like, still to this day. I mean, those those old episodes are, like, well over 60 years old yeah. by now. And they are still, like, they still hold water. Yeah. Like, they're stay, a lot of them still give me the creeps.
0: Dude, Living Doll? Oh, yeah.
1: Talking Dude. Tina?
0: Yeah, Talking Get Tina. Get the
1: fuck out of here with that. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: Talking Tina fucking wants to kill you? Like, what?
1: And this was before, like... You know, this was literally decades before like this was
0: 1963. I think that's season five. With is talking Tina. Yeah, and I believe it went from 68 to or yeah, 68 to 1953. Mm -hmm. And then he did Night Gallery. Night Gallery, yeah. And then then he died in like 65 or 70. No,
1: I think it was like early
0: 70s. He was he died in 75. Okay, so imagine this like fucking 1963. Yeah, and this shit still creeps me out. Fucking I mean yeah, man. I
1: mean like I remember every 4th of July uh here in Southern California KTLA would run um uh Twilight Zone marathons like all day. I remember as a kid, you know, it's middle of summer, I had nothing to do so I you know, 4th of July I watched The Twilight Zone mm-hmm. and um a lot of those episodes just freaked me the fuck out, especially the Talking Tina one. Yeah. Because it just it starts that episode in particular just starts at one point mm-hmm. and then just gets worse and, and worse, worse and worse. yeah, and it's like this overwhelming sense of anxiety.
0: well, and it just goes to show you like if you have good writing, like because the one thing I don't fuck with when it comes to modern horror movies is I really don't like jump scares. I it's would rather move it, it's it's a it's a cheap like fucking like a little kid. Like hiding in the closet, like when you're fucking, you know, walking down the hallway and jump out, rah. Oh! Right. Yeah. You know, like it's a cheap fucking move. But if you have good enough writing, you don't need them. You don't need it. And yeah. like that's proof, dude. I mean, like Rod Serling is a fucking, like, and 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 he knew what scared people. Because if you notice, a lot of the old Twilight Zone episodes, like a lot of it has to do with being lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of it is just like, oh, you're the last motherfucker on earth. How about that shit? Yeah. No one else around, just you. Right. Yeah. And he know and he kind of like knew the like how terrifying being by yourself is.
1: Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that it doesn't really strike you until you sit there and think about it. Yeah. Like okay, if I was the only guy left on earth, like what would I do? I'd probably just chill, hang out, walk around. But eventually I'd probably go nuts Yeah. and probably try to end my own life.
0: Yeah. Like, well, the first ever episode, like the pilot test episode, I can't remember the name of it uh, for the life of me right now. Um, but it's basically like the world as it is, like right now, mm-hmm. but just you're the only one there. Granted, the end of the episode, it turns out that he made this. He was there. He was like uh, an astronaut testing to go into space for the first time, and they wanted to see what happens when you're by yourself for a long period uh, okay. of time. So it's like the last, like he like made this world up to give him a reason why he's going insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing about Twilight Zone. There's usually always a twist uh-huh. of some kind at the end, and it's rarely ever. Does it end on a happy note? Yeah, it's always dark.
0: Yeah, what, what's that one episode with fucking um, uh, Burgess Meredith? Uh, now oh, there's he's
1: the librarian.
0: No, no, he worked at the bank. I think now there's time is what it's called. It's that episode where he's in a vault at the bank, and, there's and like the a world nuclear war. Uh, nuclear war happens, and it kills everybody on Earth. And but he has these glasses,
1: yeah, because he's stoked because he can read all these books but his glasses break. And he's like, it's not fair. Yeah. There was finally time. Like that's so dark. And like, I mean, and that's been, parodied,
0: that's been parodied in, oh, yeah. in pop culture. Like, I, and I think I'm there sure was like the Simpsons fan, have done the Simpsons family guy. Yeah. I mean, it's funny going watching like, cause I watched these as a little kid with my stepdad as well. But like going back to them as an adult, some episodes I hadn't seen in probably 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And then going back, I'm like, oh fuck, that's referenced in pop culture like all the time. Yeah. And then going back and seeing all these actors, like it's kinda like when I rewatched the X Files for the first time, like when it first came on streaming. Right. And I'm like, yo, they got all the seasons of X Files. And you go back and you you see like fucking like uh um who's homie that uh Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And then you see like all these young actors like just starting yeah. out, like yeah, yeah, successful yeah. actors, but then you go back and watch fucking x or uh twilight zone and you got fucking martin landau you got fucking burgess meredith william shatner yeah like you got all these like those were like like the a-list actors after that
1: which made which kind of in turn made the show like cool and hip i mean just how handsome shatner was in twilight zone absolutely terror at twenty thousand feet that yeah i remember that episode In particular, as well, like freaked me out as soon as he pulls open the curtain and the gremlin is just like up against the window. That, yeah, I couldn't sleep for weeks after seeing that as a kid. Well,
0: and then when they redid it in the 80s, yeah, they made that monster more terrifying.
1: Yeah, it was like a this weird, it was almost like a yeah, it was
0: almost like a like a mini Bigfoot, but it had like razor sharp teeth and And like crazy, like dead
1: weird eyes. Yeah, I remember that.
0: I was watching this thing on uh, this is streaming service called Shudder.
1: Yeah, that's like the horror Yeah. Uh,
0: so they had this like show on there and it's called Cursed Films.
1: And the Twilight Zone movie. And the was, Twilight
0: Zone yeah. movie was on there. Now see, I didn't know the specifics and I think I posted this on Facebook like a few days ago. But I didn't know the specifics, but I knew that there was a helicopter accident and I knew that three people died. Yeah. I thought it was like stuntmen, which is bad enough as it is. You know, three people lost right. their lives in an accident. But like they showed the fucking footage it's of grisly. fucking a Vic a Vic uh what's Vic Morrow? it
2: Morrow?
0: Yeah, yeah, Vic Vic Morrow and two little um uh, two little kids who were illegally hired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you see the fucking helicopter come down and I'm like, oh, Oh, that's not oh oh yeah, di- uh, and then and then you don't actually see any gore or but anything. you just kind
1: of see them disappear.
0: Yeah, underneath it, the helicopter, yeah. and then you look at like Vic Morrow's like uh, his his de- like the the coroner report, uh-huh. and it's like um he was decapitated, wasn't he? He was well, he was uh, uh, not just decapitated. He there was like he got his head cut off and uh, cut off at the chest as well Jesus Christ so and I mean I'm not gonna talk about the little kids because that's fucking yeah that's, that's but, dark but I was like I seriously sat there like after the footage because a lot of these times you know on a movie set yeah there's camera rolling and you hear about nasty accidents and shit all the time but you don't ever actually anticipate to see the real footage right so like when I saw that they showed the, the footage you know and of course it's a camera probably 50 yards away yeah. maybe further um and i just like sat there fucking just jaw on the floor
1: yeah. like yo and there was a huge backlash uh for that movie even being released because of what happened um i think it was john, john landis directed yeah. that section or that uh part of the movie yeah and like he had to go to court and
0: yeah they and they uh i know that there was some form of monetary compensation from the studio and Landis towards Mm -hmm. the families who had lost their little kids who weren't even supposed to fucking be on set at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But there's a lot of... um, There's a lot of shit, like, going on where it's like they were like, Landis should have been charged with a crime. Right. And there was no crime. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a reason why there's, you know, there's rules for kids working. You know, I mean setting up the whole thing imagine imagine i'm the i'm the i'm landis and you have a kid that i want to put in my movie all right so it's a vietnam jungle scene there's helicopters and there's explosions oh will my son be next to the helicopters and the explosions yes will it be safe i think so action yeah <laughs> And even one of the parents was like, yo, is this safe? Like, watching their children running through uh, uh, the the water. Like, and they are like, oh, the explosions were getting crazy. And yeah. then they're like, oh, is this safe? Oh, yeah, they're fine. Two minutes later, Jesus.
1: I mean, I wouldn't even be, I couldn't imagine, like, being on a set where something like that would happen. Because, I mean, that's the last thing you would expect yeah. to happen. And then... I mean, I can only imagine what everybody on the set like went through. Yeah, just you know, just seeing something that horrific happen right yeah. in front of you.
0: It's just it's super weird, and it's like I don't know if like I would say certain movies are like cursed per se.
1: But there's definitely like, um, uh, what's the uh, was it the Omen?
0: There will I mean there was the Omen, there was Poltergeist, there was right. The Exorcist, there was um. Uh, there's, there's, I think they did five episodes. So it was the crow. Yeah. yeah. The crow. Um, which that one was really crazy. Yeah. Cause they had like a, like a, a, like a dummy round in there and the tip of it got lodged in the barrel and then they shot a blank. Right. And it went fast enough to, to kill him. Yeah. And I know the,
1: the actor who Michael Maz Mazier, I think it was, he, I know he died recently. Yeah. Uh, Like he never recovered from that. No, I think he
0: did. He did like, he did a couple other movies after that, but I don't know the timeline like was, or maybe I'm getting him confused with somebody else. Wasn't he an SLC punk? I don't know.
1: I don't, Think so.
0: I thought he was the cra- crazy German guy in SLC Punk.
1: Oh, no, that, that was a different guy.
0: Oh, okay. See, different I get guy. those two actors confused all the time.
1: They do, now that you mention it, they do kind of look alike.
0: Oh, okay. Which I thought, I was like, well, I hope that wasn't after The Crow, because he's waving a gun around in that, no, in yeah. that movie.
1: Um, but yeah, I think that that actor, I can't, I don't uh, recall his name. I think he had a lot of issues. After well, that, And uh, rightfully so, I mean.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people who weren't really in the know like, probably he probably got, like, you know, fucking death threats or fucking, yeah.
1: you killed Brandon Lee. Right, yeah. You know? And then there's obviously the whole correlation of uh his dad. Yeah. Like, nobody really knows what happened to him.
0: Yeah. And well, then... I mean, that story is so vague. Like, mm-hmm. if if you watch, like, biopics or, you know, if you even try to do research on, like, what happened to Bruce Lee, it's just, like, there is so, there's so much shit like luckily they kind of went into it a little bit on that episode where they were talking about the crow mm-hmm. and there was like um, apparently he had a heart attack but like a couple weeks prior to that he had removed his sweat glands so he could look better on camera so yeah. what had happened was he was overheating because he couldn't sweat wow and he took a fucking painkiller that he just so happened to have a you know, a, an allergic reaction to, and that's what killed him. It was like a mixture of him overheating, having heat stroke, and then taking a painkiller which he was allergic to.
1: Is that fact that he had his? Sweat that's lines what. Removed?
0: That's. I mean, I don't know that I'm, when I watched the cursed films, that's what they were talking about. Like, I mean, you know, if if I'm wrong, then <laughs> I mean, trust me. You know, I'm not. I'm not like gonna put my hand on the on the Bible. Right. 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 Yeah. But in in the in the program that they showed on Shudder, i mean i don't think that they would say something that wasn't fact fact yeah because then they could say you know the whoever owns bruce lee's estate could be like that's slander right you know right because you're trying to present something truthfully right now if it was like in a a, a like you know what they did with him in once upon a time in hollywood like that's kind of that's you know Quentin Tarantino's known for changing stuff in the right. past. Right, I mean, that's you know? kind
1: of like his past few movies have been literally just changing Yeah. the events of history. Um, I didn't even know you could remove your,
0: your sweat glance. But why, like, I mean, granted, that was in the 60s, you know, right. and stuff like that, but, like, even as someone who's not, like, into, like... I'm not a bio major. Like I, I don't fucking know how the human body really works. Yeah, neither do but I. But removing your sweat glands sounds like a terrible idea.
1: It's it sounds very drastic. Yeah, even for somebody like Bruce Lee. Yeah, you know.
0: I mean, like yo, your your boy over here sweats a mm-hmm. lot, but I've never thought about removing my <laughs> sweat glands, and even finding out that someone had removed their sweat glands. I
1: still, yeah, I still, wouldn't I do
0: still it. have never thought about removing my right. sweat glands. Yeah. Let's see how many more times I could say the word sweat, sweat glands.
1: <laughs> this is the sweat glands episode. <laughs> so, besides,
0: uh, you know, I, we kind of got on a huge rant there. Like, uh-huh. So, what else have you been doing to keep yourself busy?
1: Oh, man. Uh, well, video games, obviously. What, what are
0: you, what are you playing right now? That's what we really need to get into.
1: I literally just finished uh, Ghost of Tsushima.
0: How was that? I know you were stoked about that game. You told me about that game.
1: Yeah, it was it was really, really cool. It's vi- it's a lot like a Assassin's Creed type of game. Mm-hmm. Uh open world. Um beautiful. Like I,
0: I I've seen I've seen some video footage
1: and yeah, it looks it's amazing. A, it's a uh, breathtaking uh yep. video game. And uh the photo mode, I've never really fucked with photo mode. I don't either,
0: because I don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: right, I didn't either until I started messing around with the photo mode and ghost of Tsushima. And I realized like I spent half the time playing, you know, taking photos mm-hmm. and cause you can like edit them and yeah, you, know.
0: you can save them too. If you, you can know save them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's, I really, really, really liked it. Um,
0: Did it meet? Cause there's a lot of stuff that have been going on in the past few years with me. And the reason why I've, I've been like kind of upset at myself that i have being so like hyped up for for cyberpunk is that I get super excited for a game and then it finally comes out and it's like, it's a letdown. It's yeah. nothing that the the creators had said it was like, it happened with me with um, uh, no man's sky. Mm-hmm. It happened with me with Anthem. It happened with, you know, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of other games and I'm sure it's probably happened to you. Like, yeah, did, like
1: death stranding.
0: Oh my me. fucking God, dude. Like I,
1: I tried so hard to get into it and it just, I gave up. I couldn't I couldn't hang
0: and it's like they didn't I and I, I'm starting to notice um a pattern here. When you don't get too much of a story up front, yeah. and they keep it really vague until the game releases, I think you're going to get I think you're going to get a shitty game.
1: Yeah, because you've developed these preconceived notions in your head about yeah, what this game. Yeah, and it could game. be
0: not like they're like, oh, well, I didn't tell you that's how the game was going to be. That's how you made the game. Right. I'm like, well, you gave me no fucking information. Yeah. 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 And like that's what I've been really, really, I've been really appreciating about Cyberpunk is that they've put. All these tools in front of you. I mean, there's hours upon hours upon hours of information just out there. They tell you what kind of game you're getting into. They tell you what you're going to be able to do, what you're not going to be able to do. Like, oh, you might be pissed, but you're not going to be able to customize cars in this game.
1: Yeah. You know, there, like. I'll, I'll go on, like, YouTube. Oh, and I'll send you some of my favorites. There's I got them all saved. <laughs> there's, a, like, a lot of the channels like, that are dedicated to video games will uh, put out a video of, like, before you buy
0: yeah, Certainly. Gamer Ranks. I've been following yeah. them yeah, for yeah, a really yeah. long time. They, I love. And then that, it's so funny. Like, if you look at Gamer Ranks, who's been doing like the before you buy for like the past five years, and then you look at like all these like IGN or PSN, and now they've literally stolen <laughs> stolen the before you buy. Uh, and they were the in my that I know they were one of the first when they were just a small small little YouTube channel that didn't eat, they they all did it from their house, right? you know they were doing the before you buy yeah and they were perfect
1: yeah it's been it's been really helpful because there it's been a lot of games like I've would have uh, initially shied away from because of I thought it was a certain type of game mm-hmm. and then you know go and watch those before you buy and yeah. they'll say like oh no this is like not what you think it is it's actually like this and then vice versa Like, oh, yeah, I totally want to play that game, and then I'll watch the Before You Buy video on it, and they'll be like, it's not what you think. Yeah. It's something else. Yeah.
0: Well, see, I pre-ordered fucking Death Stranding, Mm. and I'm trying not to do that with Cyberpunk. I'm trying not to pre-order it because I want want to see what people's – because I feel like I'm so invested in it already. Yeah. I kind of want to see what people's reaction to the game is. Yes. You know it's coming out really late you know it's right before you know the the ps5 and the xbox series x yeah. is supposed to come out it's like, kind of like
2: the last hurrah
0: it of- is it's the last i believe it's the last triple a title okay. that will be before the next um the next uh a fucking robo caller before <laughs> the next generation of- sorry i just threw my phone down on the ground before the next generation of consoles comes out i think this will be the last AAA a yeah AAA feature so and i don't know why for some reason like fucking you get like neon lights and some fucking keanu reeves and some fucking shit you'd hear on the drive soundtrack and you can just count me in
1: yeah it i'm definitely going to play it yeah like no matter what the reviews might end up being I'm, yeah. I'm going to give it a, a, a worthy shot.
0: And I loved how it wasn't like, it's like yo, this is a story game. There ain't no multiplayer in this bitch. I'm like, yes! Because yeah. <laughs> everything is just so focused on multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Like, everything has been just been like play with your friends in different countries and I'm just like, no, give me some story. Yeah,
1: I don't, like, I play video games to not associate with people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, it's like, it's my escape away from people.
0: If I wanted to play with a friend, I would invite one over.
1: Right. Yeah. And I can't hang with a 14 year old talking shit.
0: To no, <laughs> no. And they're so good because yeah. that's all yeah. they do. Yeah. They just round after round after round after round. And it's like and you don't know, like this could be some rich kid who's got fucking three systems going up at once. And it's like when he's waiting for a game on here, he's
1: already on yeah. another game over here. It's the, funny is because like there are people like that. Yeah, And not there's anything wrong with it. It's just, I mean, I love video games just as much as the next person, but I do have, you know, my limit where I've, you know, I've been sitting there for like three, four hours. I'm like, all right, I got to like get up and join the real world Yeah, for a second, you know?
0: Well, and I haven't done like a serious binge because what I like to do is like when a game comes out, it usually comes out at midnight right. Eastern Standard Time. So about 9 p.m., you can either download the game or, you know, if you're lucky, GameStop is still open because right. if, if it's a big game, they'll be like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll stay open. Yeah. So you can get the game at nine o'clock. Yeah. So what I would do is I would, like, get the game at nine
1: o'clock, and then I would just binge it until, like, two or three in the morning. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I, kind, I ease my way into a new game.
0: I mean, if it's good, I'll binge it. If it's not good, then I'm just like, oh, a couple hours here and there. It's right. fine. Yeah. But if I'm, like, sucked into the story, like, dude, Uncharted 4, that shit had me hooked like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's great when there's a game that comes around that totally just engulfs you. Like, you, if you're playing and you have no idea how much time has passed, yeah, that's a good game.
0: So would you say that uh, Ghost of Tsushima lived up to your expectations?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, there wasn't too much of a like weird learning curve. It's not like a a Dark Souls game. Yeah, which not, not a fan of those. I tried playing Bloodborne. Not, yeah. Not knowing what I was getting into. Same. And I got nowhere fast. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like I'm taking the L on this. Like, yeah. This is well, because I, I
0: I had heard of I heard of Dark Souls, and then like Bloodborne was free on PSN. I get a lot of my games for free because mm-hmm. for some reason like every. Every few months they'll have like AAA titles. Yeah, like I think yeah, I like yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five for free with PSN. I mean, granted you pay fifty bucks a, a year,
1: but still, it's just you know, a I, like yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, I was like, oh, Bloodborne, cool. Never really looked into it. Never really heard of it. And I was playing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, all right, cool. Oh, I died. Okay, cool. I'm like, oh. I'm just going to keep dying. Yeah. I missed something somewhere.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Why don't
0: I have a weapon? Why am I fighting a huge werewolf right now? And why don't I have a weapon?
2: Right. Yeah. And then, like, I'll
0: watch videos, and it's like, oh, I got to dodge roll over to this side of the room to get a sword from this dead knight. And I'm just like, you know what, man? Like, it shouldn't be a fucking exercise.
1: Yeah. I like a challenge, but I don't like being, and I don't like end up becoming completely enraged. Yeah. Because like you know, I can't get the hang of it. And when a game doesn't have a difficulty, like there's no way to. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and
0: it's like you know what? I'm not one of those like gamer elitists where it's like you have to beat the you have to play the game on medium or else it's not like you're even playing the game. Like why the fuck do you care? Yeah. Like it's, yo, I'm a I'm a I select easy. <laughs> I'm a easy motherfucker. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you have to say because you know what? Like I want a little bit of a challenge, but I want story too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. And I want there to be like I'm not saying like nerf the fucking enemies, but I want the enemies to progress how I progress. And typically on easy they will. Yeah. They will progress as you progress in the game. Yeah. Which is kinda why I like RPGs. You get you get more of like the oh here's here's the easier guys, like, oh, you're only a level one wizard. Yeah. You know, you can take out these level one guys and then you become a level ninety nine, and it's like you also you have guys who are now more powerful. Or around yeah, it's, your it's, same... It's, it's, it's balanced. It's balanced. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be rolling in fr- fucking Bloodborne like five minutes, like not even five minutes in the game and I already got a boss fight. Right. With no weapon. Yeah. Oh, and you can't save. And if you die, you fuck, there's only certain save points. Right. And yep. then if you die, you lose your shit. And then if you die again, it's completely game over. Yeah. Like that doesn't sound fun to me.
1: I lo- I remember playing it and like... And lo- like trying to... F- look on YouTube or just the internet in general, like, what am I doing wrong? And it was just like the message boards were just like the infamous saying, get good.
2: Oh, like, fuck that. Fuck
1: you.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. I hate that. Like, Oh,
1: you don't know how to play this game.
0: We'll just get good at it.
1: Yeah. Gamers are like the most insecure, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's like those snobs. G- yeah. Like it's, well, it's also
0: like those fucking guys on Twitter, like hashtag learn to code.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's a fucking video game. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I love playing video games, obviously, but yeah, it's something that I don't take all that seriously.
0: No, and, you, and it's for fun. Right. Like, exactly. I don't do it to be like, I'm not one of those guys that's going to 100% a video game. No, nah. that's not my shit. No, nah. like I, I, you know I yeah I've replayed uh, RDR2 mm-hmm. but just because I wanted to do things differently
1: right exactly you know yeah I'm definitely not a completionist
0: no like there's certain things like when I finished you know the main the main story with Red uh Red Dead Redemption 2 like, there was some certain things that I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to go around and explore everything. Yeah. And I did. And I ended up finding some cool shit that I guess was hard to find. And I did get some trophies for it or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, okay, I don't care. Yeah. I'm
1: not, I don't hunt for trophies. The only time
0: I ever really got competitive in video games is Just Cause 3. because I think I played that. You have, like, this grappling hook and a fucking wingsuit. yeah, yeah. And yeah, if yeah. you grapple wing and, like, I, on my friends list, I guess I had the record of like longest, longest time in a wingsuit. Which is really fucking hard to do if you're going just straight. Right, yeah. So you have to, like, start at a really high point, And then just coast. And then you have to, like, you know, give yourself up. And then right. if you, you have to kind of, I think it was, like, five or seven minutes or something. I don't remember. It was something ridiculous. <laughs> and then, like, a few months later, I, co- I turn on my PlayStation. And it's like, oh, so-and-so beat your fucking Wingsuit record. I'm like, not today. <laughs> like, that was the only time I've ever gotten, like, or, like, oh, you rocketed, like, you you killed, like, 20 people while in parachute mode. Right. And then, like, oh, so-and-so beat that. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> for some reason, the fucking... Because it's, like, a technique. You get into a, a rhythm of of being in the glide suit and right. with the... It's almost with, soothing. Yeah. It's, like, it's once you learn how to do it, like, really fun. And I guess people are, are yelling at me right now, like, it's the same thing for fucking Dark Souls and Bloodborne, you idiot. Right. I'm like, yeah, but this is fun because yeah. I'm flying around. Like... <laughs> Getting killed 90 times by a fucking giant ass 30-foot werewolf yep. with no weapon is not fun ever.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And if you think it's fun, you suck.
1: <laughs> More power to you. Yeah.
0: I mean, if that's your shit. But, yeah, like you said, it's not to be super competitive or to do things that other people can't do. It's just to have fun.
1: Yeah. That's why I don't play online. The only yeah. time, the only game I bought that was, for the most it was like for the most part the online feature was star wars battlefront yeah. and that's only because like i'm a star wars dork yeah and i think that was all i th- that may very well have been my first real like four-way four four-way four i don't know what the fucking word is i know anymore. what you're trying to say okay. but i'm
0: probably gonna um, i'm probably gonna fuck up the pronunciation my too. first
1: attempt at playing like online four a i think you're 4A, right yeah yeah and I found out real quick that I am not good.
0: Yeah. Well, at least you started out with like, like I know that Battlefront was popular, but it wasn't like as popular as like not like, like a the, Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, like a yeah, like the multiplayer field. in, in and yeah. one of those games because those motherfuckers are just and dude, that's I don't play I don't play Red Dead Online. I don't play GTA Online. Yeah. Like because like when I did, I have to go in passive mode. Because I'm just there trying to do stuff for my online created character. Like I'm not trying to run around and kill random motherfuckers for no reason. Yeah. Like I get on GTA and I got my sweet little motorcycle and my character's got a mohawk and he's I'm just gonna try to look at what guns I can buy. Yeah. And I get fucking run over by a goddamn tank every <laughs> single fucking time. That's not cool and it's not fun.
1: It's and it can also curate like a toxic environment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, it's really weird that like like
0: we've kind of circled back to when video games were popular in the eighties and everyone was trying to get the high score at the arcade. Right. But now it's just like the whole world is the arcade mm-hmm. and you're still trying to get that high score. Yeah. Like that's why everyone's, you know, obsessed with like fucking Fortnite. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and they get obsessed with like the building and they get obsessed with like, you know, Oh, I've got this many W's in single, I've got this many W's in duo and squad and, you know, or they, you know, go on, um, Warzone I think is one of the newer ones that's out right now with okay. the Call of Duty Warzone. I think it's only multi multiplayer. It's kind of like the the thing that we've been doing for the past few years, the Battle Royale right. style. Yeah. 100, you know, 100 people and then oh, you're the last one, you win.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, I get it. So, uh, some people love that shit, but it's just not just never really interested me.
0: Yeah, I played I remember when Fortnite first came out. There was like it was like Apex Legends, um, Fortnite, Overwatch,
1: Overwatch, yeah,
0: and then I don't remember there was I think there was another one. Oh, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Okay, PUBG, I think for short is what they called it. PUBG. Okay, I've
1: heard the term PUBG, I never knew what it was yeah
0: okay so i guess like player unknown i guess kind of created a battle royale with a skin or with a mod that he did to an existing video game okay and the company liked it so much that they gave him his own battle royale but then you can't i'm not sure if you can like trademark a style of gameplay so people realize how popular PUBG was and his mod that he did to another game which i think it was rust i don't know or uh uh h1z1 the zombie game i don't remember what it was okay but um so and then other people started doing and then like fortnite came out and was like yo if you just want to do battle royale it's for free yeah they're like if you want to play like a campaign then we got to charge you you know for the actual game but to play online with your homies and do our battle it's for free Okay. And then Apex Legends kind of hopped in there and then it's kind of just evolved and it's just now that's all people do on multiplayer is different versions of
1: the same thing.
0: Yeah, which would be, you know, I guess old school if you played like Quake or Doom which would have been Mm -hmm. Deathmatch.
2: Right, right, right. right.
0: You know, everybody against everybody. Yeah. But now it's like because you can connect to servers all over the world it's turned into like, you know, this huge, you know, Battle Royale. Yeah. I just, I never, I never really got into it. It's not my thing.
1: Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's, it's definitely something to marvel at, I think. I mean, look at how far we've come since, you know, the Atari 2600. I just watched that
0: documentary on Netflix.
1: Oh, um, uh, what is it called? I for, I forget. Uh, yeah i watched it too
0: the new it's a new video game documentary and it kind of talks about where video games kind of came from right
1: and then the path it took and like the ups and downs of the industry and all that yeah and
0: how (laughs) et
1: just pretty much
0: (laughs) killed the video game yeah (laughs) and how like they were trying to figure out how to get girls to play video games so they created pac-man
1: or yeah ms pac-man and yeah but to think like... The, well,
0: Ms. Pac-Man was a patch by those guys who were doing oh, that's those, right. those, that's right. that's those right. arcade kit patches right. and making games more difficult. Yeah. Like, Ms., like Pac-Man was just like, they wanted something cute something for cute. the girls. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then they got it.
1: Right, and you know? that, I mean, Pac-Man is like... I mean, everybody knows what Pac-Man is. Yeah, you know
0: or Mario. Mario. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. Uh, and if you think about it, I mean, that era wasn't that long ago. In the grand scheme
0: of things. I mean, mid 80s, you know, I mean, if you're talking 86, that was the year I was born,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and but I still remember being able to go into an arcade. There was one right down the street from my house. Um, I think it might have been there until I was like anywhere from eight to 10. So to 1996. Okay. And I remember uh, when they closed down that arcade, a Papa John's moved in and that Papa John's is still there. And I like, fuck I hated Papa John's for so long because they, because took they got my, rid of the, the they, arcade. Because <laughs> they got rid of the arcade. <laughs> and this was a dope arcade. I mean, it wasn't the biggest arcade. It wasn't the coolest arcade. Because, mm-hmm. you like, you know, like, if you go to, like, the malls or, like, you know, the.
1: Like a miniature golf place. Yeah,
0: or yeah. a miniature golf place. That's where they had the fucking. That's where they had the real shit. Yeah.
1: And a lot of it.
0: Yeah. And I remember they had the the arcade by my house had the original Street Fighter. Not Street Fighter Two, but the original original, Street Fighter. We can only pick either Ryu or Ken. Yeah. Is it Ryu or Ryu? I've always said Ryu, but someone corrected me and said it was Ryu.
1: The proper Japanese pronunciation is Ryu. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah.
0: But they had they had the original Street Fighter and then I remember there was this one fucking game. It was like a it was a die hard arcade game it was this massive fucking unit and it was kind of like a. was it a shooter no uh, sort of but like it was more quick time events
1: oh okay I I kind of remember it
0: where it would like I, for some reason I remember the quick time events more but I'm pretty sure you was like uh, it was like a kind of a 3D like battle like fighter too okay but I remember the quick time events more and I haven't done any research on this but I was like, fuck, what was that game called? Because I remember, like, after after each level that you would progress, like, Bruce Willis' shirt would be torn a little right. bit more, or his pants would be yeah. <laughs> torn yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit more. It's like, all of a sudden, now he's got no shoes. <laughs> and as a kid, I was thinking, why is the motherfucker running around with no shoes on in a video game?
1: Well, you got to see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember, um, like, arcades were, like... The shit, especially at the age we were at Mm -hmm. when they were still around. Yeah. You know, I I could make $5 and quarters last for hours. Yeah. Well, so
0: I went, uh, I was at my buddy Eric D's house yesterday, and he had, um, I guess they're about like $2,000. And he had some, he found this company on um, Etsy, and they make you these, uh arcade style cabinets uh-huh. you could do slim or full size he did the slim one because it just made more sense right and they have this tv it's like a you know a probably this big television i would say probably 32 inch high def television 4k and they put an emulator in it and they basically make this thing like an arcade that's awesome and they have fucking everything there's probably four 4,000 fucking games on it And there's a little There's a roll ball For like bowling and golf There's like the The joystick And all the buttons And right. shit And There's like the button To put like You know Quarters in the machine Right But we were playing Battletoads yesterday And uh And we were We were getting to this part And I'm like And he's like Dude this guy's a fucking Quarter sucker So it's like Because it was really easy To die at this one point Yeah And I was, And I, he was like He was like He's like Kids would be dumping Five bucks in Just to beat yep. this fucking boss Yep and it's so funny because, like, so they released um, House of the Dead on Xbox, the original Xbox, mm-hmm. and they also had House of the Dead, the shooter game in the arcade. You know, right. it's a pretty famous one. Yeah. Um, me and my buddy, like, you know, because it's on console, you know, have controls. Yeah, it's a little harder, but nothing too crazy. Um, but me and him beat that game in like an hour and a half. Right. There was no there's no quarters. We died a bunch of times, but who fucking cares? Yeah. Like there was no like life limit. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: Because you could always
0: press continue. Right, yeah.
1: So but, yeah, it would just go on until you beat the game.
0: Yeah. Basically. So but playing in the arcade, I never got past the first level.
1: There was more the stakes were higher because you only had however many quarters, you know. That dictated how long you were going to play.
0: And then the, then the bitches started getting real expensive, too.
1: Yeah, like a 50 cents, a 50 dollar. cents to a
0: dollar. You'd be, like, throwing, like, dollar. Like, they would do, like, if you would go to certain, like, mini golf places, be like, you put in that dollar, you might only get four four tokens out of that. And that right. token is a fucking dollar. Right. You know? Yeah. Or five tokens. You when know? you're,
1: you know, like, 12, 13 years old, it's not like you got, like, endless funds yeah, To be well back into, then like, it made sense games. for it to be like 25 cents
0: Yeah like, You know, a dime or 25 cents, cool, whatever But like when that shit started being like a dollar uh, a credit Like fuck no, man <laughs> like, There was some where I was like dumping like, uh you know Because when I was with my ex and I would take the kid out And you know, there's a couple times I take him to the arcade And I'm like dumping like a buck fifty into a fucking machine, you yeah. know And I'm just like, for one credit? Right To just start the game, I gotta put in fucking... A buck and a half, and, really?
1: Yeah, and depending on how good you were at that game, like, you might last 20 seconds.
0: Yeah, that's like 17 or 75 cents per fucking credit. Like, yeah. nah, dog, this, shit, <laughs> this shit's fucking dry. All right, so Ghost of Shishima, we've kind of, like, I like to we've just, like, jumped and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you enjoyed the game. I
1: did enjoy it, um, and then prior to that, I played The Last of Us 2.
0: Oh, yes, the infamous... Last of Us 2. You know what? I play, I've played the game for two hours. I don't think I'm going to play it anymore. Really? Because there's just been this whole, like, for some reason when I just get, like, when I start reading shit and, like, you know, surprising, I have a feeling I know what happens, but it's been pretty spoiler-free for me. Okay. But, like, once people start, like, going out and be like, oh, this game's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck that game. Fuck the creators. Fuck Naughty Dog. Fuck that. Like, I don't know. I'm just, like it leaves
1: like a nasty taste in my mouth. See, I I played the game the whole way through. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I still don't understand what everybody was bitching and whining about.
0: You don't you so I mean, I'm trying not to get too much of spoiler territory cuz I might play it, but I don't know yet. Okay. Um I'm 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 kind of stuck right now. I'm stuck in the beginning of the game where you're Addy and you're running away from these zombies and I I'm stuck in this like where all these trucks are and I can't figure out where to go. And every time I start the game, I just die. So
1: get good. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last of us two, you don't, you didn't understand what the big, the big fuss was about.
1: No. I mean, what was like, I mean, why was everybody so upset?
0: I don't know. They were just, maybe they, I mean, like I said, I don't know the end of the game. So maybe I'm speaking out of turn and I don't actually know what happens, but I'm assuming they probably killed off a character who was like beloved, beloved by the community. Or maybe some or maybe they turned a character who was like the nice guy into the heel or maybe, you know, like I thought like something like really aggressive happened. Like, I don't want to get like too crazy, like into like my own. Like conspiracy Mm -hmm. but like for some reason like I had like when they were talking like how bad this game was like how like I thought like there was like rape involved
1: it is a very
0: dark game and I'm fine with dark but like the what I got from it and again I'm going to try not to look at your reaction when I say this like for some reason like what I thought had happened was like Joel raped Ellie and then Ellie had to kill him Like, that's the kind of vibes I was getting from what people were saying about this game. It's
1: it's dark, but it's not that dark. See?
0: (laughs) Like, that's where my mind went. I'm like, yo, did, like, this happen? Like, did that happen?
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, it's, you know, like I said, it it is a dark game. It's, like, brutally violent in a, I guess, somewhat realistic way. mm -hmm. And some of the stuff you have to do is, like, it's just brutal, okay. But not to the point where it would uh, change my opinion about the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I I really enjoyed playing it. I was immersed in it. I, uh, like we were talking about before, like I had a it somewhat uh, a uh, emotional investment yeah. in the characters, which, yeah. you know, like I was saying, is a, the sign of a good game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nothing in the game, like, totally turned me off. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: All right. So, Joel did not rape Ellie. He did not. Okay, good. Okay, because I was worried about that.
1: that yeah, that's...
0: Because that's, that, that's, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> Chopping people's limbs off, whatever. Right, yeah. But, like... That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was playing... So, I started playing that game... And then, did you ever play Days Gone? I did. That game has now forever giving given me chase anxiety.
2: I got yeah. So I can that's that. kind of
0: one of the reasons why I'm like not like diving into Last of Us Two is because I still have chase anxiety from Days Gone, fighting the fucking
2: hordes. The horde,
1: yeah. Um, in the Last of Us, I can say that there are a few chase parts. Like how many? Like, Like, literally, I I think off the top of my head, I think there was, like, two.
0: Okay, I can deal with that. Yeah. I don't like being chased anymore.
1: I can see where that fear came into play after playing Days Gone. Because, like, just having a horde. But I liked that aspect of the game. I kind of liked that anxiety of having, like, a hundred zombies running at you. And you either have to get away or fight them. Yeah. Like literally fight or flight.
0: Yeah. For some reason, like, like I enjoyed certain aspects of that. Like if you were, you know, being, if you were like checking out like a town or a house and there was like. You know some stuff that made you needed to collect Some supplies to make fucking molotovs Like you basically do the entire fucking game Right is just collect supplies And then like you're getting kind of close to your bike And then all of a sudden there's like a bunch of homies mm-hmm. And then you like get to your bike just in time yeah. Before like one swipes you yeah. But like I remember the first Horde I did in that game it was fine Because they were the ones that were kind of in like The like they were like in a ravine
1: Okay outside
0: yeah, yeah. It wasn't the sawmill horde
1: I that one comes to mind, the sawmill one. So
0: the one the first horde which is right before the saw, the sawmill where they force you to do a horde for the mission. Yeah. So this is right before that, but this one was easier because you had vantage points because they were in like a dugout ditch. Right. And there was hills and valleys and cliffs and shit around. So basically what I would just do is I would go get supplies, fucking do all my shit. And then when they chased me, I would fucking ride my bike away. Right. And they come and back. And then, then come back and they would just get back <laughs> into their hole. And I'd excuse me, I would just cheese it. And then finally, when there got to be, you know, less than 50, I just said, fuck it. I'm going to get these bastards. Yeah. And then I got them all and I was like, all right, cool. Sick. And then you do the sawmill hoard and there's 550 yeah. freakers.
1: Yeah, I liked it especially when you're like trying to map out and plan it never to how, how you're gonna attack me.
0: it it never worked none <laughs> of my plans ever fucking worked they always went a different direction than what i wanted them to do or what my plan was right. to do and i actually died so many times during the sawmill horde that it gave me the option to skip
1: okay i hate it when games do that like kinda like patronize you like Like, you die you can't get this (laughs) you die enough times to where the game's like maybe you should try a easier difficulty. My
0: my ass was on easy (laughs) and I couldn't get the sawmill hoard. So I so I did it one more time. You know, I made sure that I had all the ammo, all the supplies, like I made sure I went around and like I scavenged, I made sure I had like I had six of the Mega Molotovs. I had everything was filled up. Everything that I had was uh. filled up to the brim. And my fucking ammo and the bike was full up. Like, I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And I think I got like maybe halfway. And then I, I, they just couldn't fucking do it. And then finally they were like, do you want to skip? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> fuck, yeah, I'm going to skip. Yes. Say. And do, <laughs> do I will say? they do it kind of, it kind of is patronizing when they do that but when you skip the level you still get all the ears so you oh, still collect okay. all the bounties so i without fucking without doing the mission i still got like 500 swarmer ears
1: yeah so i mean it's a win win yeah yeah
0: and then like i didn't know the story and then like i went over the hill into the southern I guess, yeah, I guess the southern part of the game where you meet the militia and shit like that. And like there was two things I really wanted to get and then I didn't find out until later that I couldn't go back and do those because those characters were no longer in the game anymore. Right, yeah. And I was just like, oh, well, fuck. So I did start a new game plus of Days Gone. And let me just tell you, when... Have you ever a, done a new game plus?
1: Uh, no. That's when
0: you start over from the beginning, but you, still but you have, have everything your, yeah. from when you ended the game. Right. So there's a certain sniper rifle in Days Gone. I think it's called the BFG 50. Okay. And it's a for most enemies, I'm talking about humans, uh, low level freakers, you know, any animal. It's a one shot, one kill. Gotcha. So you're starting the game over with a one shot, one kill rifle that you can hold, you know, 20 rounds for yeah. per magazine. I think you can hold like four magazines or something. So going to like all the enemy outposts, is just like, oh, this is fucking boring. This is right. no challenge. Like, yeah. So I will say, one of the first enemy outposts that I got, I there might have been a glitch in the game, but I dealt with my, I had to deal with the, my first horde in that game fairly early because i was going to a human enemy outpost and i didn't know that there was a bunch of fucking freakers nearby yeah running into a horde by accident right yeah. so, but it was like early on in the game and i'm like yo and then for some reason i was able to get away so you got lucky. and and but i ran through the enemy base where there was still like 15 of the enemies left <laughs> but the freakers took them all and i just hid
2: oh really yeah so, so it worked out in
0: your benefit it worked out in my favor except when i made noise okay yeah. and then they figured out where i was gotcha And then it wasn't so good. But yeah, that's where the fucking the chase anxiety, I think, comes from is like early on in that game. I got cornered by a fucking and I don't know why I care so much to have even to have the anxiety in the first place is like I got cornered by a bunch of fucking zombie characters in a game. Like, wouldn't you just be like, oh, okay I'm dead now. But like, no, I'm like,
1: "Ah!" no, yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. I think I mean, I think that's the first game I've ever played with that kind of like horde element yeah where you know like you said there's like just hundreds of them running at you all at once and you either leave or you try and fight them yeah you know
0: well there's one there's one mission towards the end of the game did you beat the full game yeah so there's the mission where you got to go find the reaver in the cave and find those people from nero and
1: vaguely remember
0: and then like a horde comes at you in a cave like, for some reason, I think I just built up enough fuck it to, like, I <laughs> didn't even care. I was like, fuck you motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck got you. I'll throw a bear trap at your ass.
1: <laughs> like, I,
0: I finally just kind of said fuck it.
1: You, yeah, you kind of have to almost get desensitized to it. Yeah. You know. And- there
0: was there was the fuck it switch, and I finally hit it just for that mission, though. Right. Because anytime I ever saw a horde, I'm like, I'm not fucking with these guys. I'm not <laughs> fucking with these guys. Because they get
1: big, dude. Yeah. And there's, it's almost like. Some of some of them come in waves. Yeah, like you think you're done, but then you look to your left, and then there's like a whole other, yeah, know, fifty to a hundred coming at you again.
0: Well, and then the worst is because you when you can play when you can go back to the entire map. There's hordes throughout the entire map now because oh. it kind of locks you into certain parts of the map during certain points of the game. Right. But once you open up the entire map again, I think it's after the the prologue. Um, like there's been times where I've started a horde. And, like, you have that horde counter up on the top yeah, where it, like, drains. Where I'm, like, phone going through. I'm, like, killing. I'm, like, all right. How far along am I? I look up and I'm, like, there's no horde counter. There's no fucking horde counter. Everything I'm doing right now is useless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is how, or the, the situation I came into a couple times is, you know, you're wiping them all out. But then there's one left and you can't find them
2: oh yeah the (laughs) hidden
1: motherfucker and it doesn't
0: matter like you have like your little sense button right Where you can kind of like see like like all right where is this bitch and he's just like chilling somewhere yeah
1: where the fuck is he you're yeah. just riding around in circles trying to find this one. Or,
0: like, throwing the fucking, uh, the noisemakers and shit. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. trying to figure out. And then, inherently, like, if you're even close to another horde, if you make too much noise... They'll come after yeah, you. Yeah, then they'll come after you. Yeah. And you won't get points for that horde, because you're still working on this one. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> but think about all those ears, man. I know.
0: And they're not even worth that much, like, fucking three cents.
2: Right, yeah.
0: The one yeah. thing that pissed me off the most in that game was the fucking... The the infected crows. Fuck yeah, those, those things
1: sucked. I remember that <clears throat> now that you mention it, yeah.
0: I mean, see, I'm I like just finished playing this game like a month ago. So it's still super still fresh. fresh in your mind, in my yeah. head. I think that was the last game I beat. Okay. And then I really haven't been doing too much video games. Like I got I got really into Animal Crossing.
1: See, I never like the Games like that, you know, because I know Animal Crossing is like huge right now, right? I don't. It's not as big as it was. Okay.
0: But like in the beginning of quarantine, like March, April, May, like
1: because everybody had, didn't have nobody had anything to do, so they're all just playing Animal Crossing. Yeah,
0: they. I, for a second time in history, you could not find a Switch. You might not be able to find them right now.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: But yeah, Animal Crossing. I got. I got sucked into that one too.
1: So what? Because I've never played, I have, I've, I've never even seen it. What exactly is Animal Crossing?
0: Okay, so what it is, is, like, you're, the game starts out and you're, like, taking a trip to go live on a deserted island. Okay. And, like, you have, like, a few villagers that start out with you. Or, no, I'm pretty sure you start out by yourself. And then you'll randomly get, like, a villager and you basically build your own little island. Okay. But it's, like, a town. And you can build your island up. And then there's like this homie, K.K. Sterling, who's like a dog that plays guitar. He's like the biggest artist in the world. Like he's like the prince of Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought of prince, but. Okay. um, You're trying to get enough. So it's it's a five star system. So you're trying to get enough stars to get K.K. Sterling to come play a show on your island. Okay. That's kind of like after that, that's like you beat the game. Sort of, but like you still have, but then you can start doing stuff like terraforming, and like g- getting fucking crazy, making your own walkways. So there's no like real end. No. to the game. And okay. they just they they came out with a summer, like um, like patch, like a summer, um, fuck, I don't even know what to call it, like an update. Yeah, update. There you okay. go. Okay. And you can like swim in the water now, and gotcha. There's new characters. There's new shit. And it's just like you know, my island. It's like a three star, three or four star island, and it's nothing crazy. And like the whole thing is that I'm not creative enough in that type of way to make like a dope island. Gotcha. Like I was just trying to copy everyone else's right, islands right. that I would see on like YouTube. Yeah. But I did build a pretty dope like venue in in my on my island. Awesome. <coughs> There's like a stage. And like a merch area. (laughs)
1: Nice. Well, I mean, you got to play off of what you know.
0: And there's like, there's like a dope drum kit. There's like, I got a couple like jazz basses. There's like a couple Stratocasters. Nice PA. Yeah, there's a nice PA. (laughs) You know, I got a fucking synthesizer up there.
1: There's a shower and a toilet in the actual dressing room.
0: (laughs) You know what? I never made a dressing room. I think I'll have to expand on that. Yeah. Well, I think you can only put, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm. No, I think you could probably put a toilet in there because, like, you have your house too. In your house, you can build like you start off with only one room, okay, and then you got to more get your fucking house out to old Tom Nook, and then he's like, "Oh, you got to pay this off." Like, and once you paid that off, they're like, "Oh, you want another room?" And then then you got to pay that right. bitch off. So you can do it like five times. So you can have three rooms on the main floor. No, I'm sorry, one, two, three, f- one, four rooms on the main floor. You can have an upstairs and a downstairs. So and like that's your house, which I don't even I don't even fucking give a fuck about my house, really. <laughs> like, I honestly I haven't played that game in like two or three months, so there could be like newer dope shit, right? That's going on in the world of Animal Crossing: New Horizons, but uh, yeah, I was super into it. Like I even made like I have a merch store. I think I was telling you before, yeah, before we started the podcast, I even made like a pick that I sell on my merch store. That is like so when you go and fish. Like and you think like oh it's gonna be a big dope fish and it ends up being like a sea bass which is basically war- worth nothing uh-huh. in the game and I got like six or seven sea bass in a row so I made a pick of like me holding a sea bass in the game and it says fuck sea bass because it's kind of like the <laughs> it's kind of like the running joke for that game right okay. it's like fuck that it's like the eighth sea bass in a row like give me something right besides a fucking sea bass you're literally worth <laughs> nothing in the game and you just take up inventory space right because you have to buy inventory space too. Like you only start like when you start out the game, you only got like 10 slots in your pockets. Okay. And then you can get up to like 40 and then there's this whole like turnip stock market in the game where it's like you So
1: it's like its own world.
0: Yeah. And you can go visit your other homies islands. Like oh, okay. like if you had an island, right. And you get like to a certain point in the game where it like unlocks that feature.
1: You can come hang out.
0: I can come hang out on your island. And like you and if you like have have add me as like your best friend, then I can like help you do stuff around the island. And you can kind of like choose like like there's like certain homies. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let them be my best friend because they're going to come over here and fuck my island up, you know, (laughs) but like you can only terraform when there's, you know, when there's no one on your island. Okay. so but like I can help you move stuff around and shit like that. But
1: so it's, it's like real life
0: sort of in a way but well, you're I mean, cartoony and like I'm not trying to get political on here at all whatsoever cuz I'm fucking I'm so tired of it like I don't see you like online too much so I feel like you you've probably wised up like I'll, even before the pandemic happened
1: yeah I've never been like I've never had like a huge online presence yeah you know like I'll post here and there but I'm not like
0: you're yeah. not like me, who's, like, I'm trying to, like, do, like, a YouTube channel and a podcast and trying to sell merch, so I'm always on there. Fucking. But, I mean,
1: that's, you know, that's the name of the game. It's what yeah. you gotta do.
0: And so I'm on there a lot, and I just, like, see all this fucking shit. Like I said, I'm not trying to get into conspiracy, theories, but they were trying to make Animal Crossing part of, like, the whole Pizzagate thing. How so? Saying that, like, it was a game f- to um, uh, fucking groom children for like men wanting to take them on mysterious <laughs> islands or they were like, that's the Epstein Island and Epstein is Tom Nook. And like, all." The, I'm like, yo, it's a fucking video game where nothing inherently like bad whatsoever happens. The worst thing that happens in the game is you get fucking bit by a tarantula <laughs> or stung by bees. And it's like a cute little animation when that happens.
1: But yeah, people are looking too, too, too far, far into, into it. it. Yeah. And I'm
0: just I'm I'm sick of it, dude. And that's why I'm like, you know, I was telling you before this, like I was doing the, you know, we're writing Bad Wolves three, I'm you know doing the merch shit, you know, I started doing YouTube videos, like, and I started fucking writing my really shitty synth wave album, and like none of that really, like some of it's for monetary purposes, like the merch mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. I'm trying to provide a service for people who, cause like my thing was when we were touring fucking throw picks out, man. Yeah. And people can't get their picks. So I'm like, cool. I'll just make a bunch of fucking goofy pics with my fucking dumb face on them. There's also other shit, but and I'll sell those. Yeah. And if you and people miss, you know, getting autographs during meet and greets and shit like that. So I was like, cool. You want an autograph picture? Here's an autograph picture. Yeah. Cool. You want a fucking t-shirt with my dumb fucking face on it? Cool. You know. (laughs) But I'm trying to do that, like do these things to keep me busy. Is just like I just my I can't mentally handle most of the public right now
1: yeah i I totally feel you on that. Um, and I and that's one
0: thing that like if I have somebody on here to strictly talk politics, it will be like a, a political episode and right. I'll and I'll talk about it. But that's one thing I'm not trying to to de- to delve in at all whatsoever because people are fucking tired of hearing of it. they're hear- they're tired yeah. of hearing about fucking Donald Trump. They're t- tired of hearing about all that shit like dude, I've been hearing about Donald Trump for the past fucking five or six years. If I never hear that guy's name again, it will be too soon. Right. And even just saying the name, like, yeah, I don't listen to AM radio anymore because AM radio used to be fun to listen to. Right. Like, I love talk radio. It's why I can't ever shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I like I just can't physically do it anymore.
1: No, it's it's 100 percent exhausting, especially now. Um, you know, like I I used to watch the news like every night nope i had to stop because it was just bumming me out yeah and it would like literally affect my mood for the rest of the day yeah and and i've never been like a huge political guy same i mean never. like i have my my beliefs or whatever yeah but i mean i mean you know me i'm the type of dude that's just like why can't we just chill yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: and I and it's just like, and I, and I really dislike when people. I'm trying not to use the word hate anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but I will say I really dislike when people are like, oh, if you're staying quiet, you're part of the problem. I'm like, no, no, the world isn't just black or white. You're not Rep or Dem. You're not this or that. Like there no. is a a very large gray area. Oh yeah. When it and it's like if I don't want to talk about that then I'm not going to talk about that. And one of the reasons why me and a lot of my peers, which I see a lot of my peers in the, especially in the music industry is because first of all, you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to do what we do in the first place, Mm -hmm. but this is a really sensitive mental time. Not only is there a huge election going Mm -hmm. on, there's, you know, and I really think a lot of the shit would not be going on how it is today. If, There wasn't a fucking pandemic on top of it because people have nothing else to do. A lot of people still aren't able to go to work. So, you know, there's people who are posting stuff, which, you know, six or eight months ago, they would have like, oh, that's just some Alex Jones shit. You know, Mm -hmm. like they would just like, ah, but now they're fucking like there's more. There's the people realize I don't think people realize that there's more information out there on the Internet to support any claim that you want to believe. Yeah. Yeah, like, yo, if you want to fucking... If if you want to believe in the fucking spaghetti monster, you know, whatever. If, like, if you... I do, by the way. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, yo, there's information for anything that, like, Willy Wonka is, like, a, you know, whatever, a secret dictator, or... I don't know. You name it, there is some information on the internet to support your claim.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: And it's, people don't do research. They won't... I mean, and I, you know what? I I'm not going to be a hypocrite. There are certain things to which... I won't do research on because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just tired of hearing about it. Yeah. But I try to go at least with the common sense route.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if you're going to make an astronomical claim, please have the evidence to back it up. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And that's all I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> no, I totally feel you on that. Um, and like, you know, like you said, it's today, it's like you're either on this side or you're on that side. And
0: it's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Right. Just because it's a two-party system, which, in my opinion, and I'm sure I'll get shit for saying this, is very fucking flawed.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Like. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's not just left or right. No. Because there are certain things that I believe in that are very right way of thinking, and there are certain things that I believe in that are very left way of thinking. Mm-hmm. But you can't just lump somebody in, and I fucking really hate it, the The political bullying is what's really starting to get on my nerves. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to point out fingers on which side it's fucking coming from. You know, you've seen it where it's like, you know, if you're if you're talking about leftist ideas and someone comes in and argues with their right ideas, you know, they call them communist or uh, like Nazis or fascists. Right fascists, not fat shits. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're, you know, spouting out, you know, right-wing stuff and someone on the left comes in and then you get called a snowflake or, you know, whatever. There's just a lot of political bullying and I think it's just bullshit. Like, shut the fucking Facebook off Mm -hmm. and, you know, fucking go have a walk.
1: Right, yeah, play some video games.
0: Play some video games. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, uh, even there was like and they were trying to make political statements again about like video games and like
1: It seems like anything can be politicized now. A mask. Yeah.
0: A mask. Just- Mind you, we are we're about 6 feet apart. Right. We aren't wearing masks. I right. would say that. You know. I don't care. Yeah, that's but, you know, if I'm going into a building with somebody else, we're going to wear a mask.
1: Yeah. It's literally just a piece of fabric over your face. Yeah. Asian countries have been doing it. How many times have you been to Japan? Uh, three.
0: Three times. And, and where 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 have you played in Japan?
1: Pretty everywhere. Tokyo, Nagoya, Osaka. Uh, and wearing a mask is considered the considerate thing to do. Yeah. If you're sick or whatever it's like not even nobody even looks twice at somebody wearing a mask yeah whereas here it's become this huge political thing yeah and i mean i'm i'm not somebody to tell somebody how to think or tell them what to do but it's just like really we're we're having this debate on wearing a mask like this is how this is infringing on your rights as an American?
0: Yeah, it's well. Uh, this will be the only really like. I mean, we've kind of dive like dove in a little bit here, but like I hate to say it, it's mainly the conservative right,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and and then that, then then that, again, that's where like political bullying comes in. Again, is just like I'm not going to wear a mask, but the people who said that I'm not going to wear a mask. Oh, who you voting for? Trump. Oh, okay. So kind of like you're putting the ant, like, <laughs> you, you're you separating people again. Right. Because like, I don't really know. I mean, granted, I am, yeah, call me a fucking Hillary supporter and I'll knock your fucking teeth out. I am a little bit more on the left. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, like, everyone I know has no problem with, like, you know, meeting up somebody wear a mask if you're coming over to my house like yeah meet up wear a mask wash your fucking hands you know do whatever but it's like then if you're in my house like oh if you want to take that off if you're comfortable cool
1: yeah it's it's not a big deal yeah you know like uh, nobody can really wrap their head around that yeah it's
0: and i bet everywhere you went in japan there was probably a lot more people wearing masks pre-pandemic than not
1: oh absolutely yeah
0: did you wear a mask in Japan?
1: Uh no, because I wasn't ill. Yeah. And this was pre-pandemic. This is actually uh just a couple months before the okay. pandemic happened. Uh But yeah, like it's it, it's really it, it is true that the rest of the world is watching America the same way America watched the Tiger King. <laughs>
0: that's a really yeah well i mean i have friends in germany i'm sure you have friends in other countries Mm -hmm. and they're like yo (laughs) what's it like to be an american right now
1: (laughs) like i fucking hate to be an american right now it's and it's true like we we are pretty much the laughing stock of the world yeah and we 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 did it to ourselves
0: and the one thing i don't get and this will be the last political thing i say is that do you really think a global pandemic cares about american politics right because i don't
1: exactly it's it's fucking it's election
0: year it's election year there's a
1: pandemic what about swine flu came out 2008 when Barack obama was running for (laughs) office like jesus break out the tinfoil hats
0: yeah I, i mean and whatever but the one thing i i almost forgot that i wanted to talk to you about was um you you guys took fucking Robbie Brown to South Africa and I was super fucking jealous. So Robbie Brown is our front of house guy. He's been with bad wolves since day one. I think he's only missed like a few shows
1: probably because of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I don't think, I don't think we were, maybe we were cause we did, we did do one tour without, without Robert Brown, but, uh, he also did sound for a Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, he was working with us for about a year yeah, I lose track of time. Uh, yeah, good old Robbie. Yeah. Just
0: kind of... And you guys took that motherfucker to South Africa.
1: <laughs> South Africa was a trip. What I like, See,
0: that's one place I've always wanted to go.
1: It was... I mean, the flight is brutal.
0: Like, what kind of brutal are we talking about here? So,
1: from LAX to Dubai. Oh! So that's about... I think that was like 13, 14 hours. Okay,
0: that's doable. That's but doable. But then
1: from Dubai down to johannesburg that's like another eight hours oh so it's like you're talking 24 hours on a plane and which it, can be brutal it, and i, I
0: can't even smoke on planes anymore
1: <laughs> i can't like what? i don't i thought flying would get easier for me it doesn't gets worse yeah it's gotten harder because yeah. i can't sleep on planes no me either I'll, I'll nod off for maybe 10 minutes and think like two hours have gone by
0: and it's been like 35 minutes. Right, and
1: I'm like god damn it. It almost makes it worse. Yeah. You know, I can't get comfortable on planes.
0: Yeah, I mean the 13 hour like well yeah, cuz I mean we're we're working class guys. Yep. You know, you save up your miles and hopefully that you can get one of them fucking pods. You can save up enough of those miles to get to get a pod. I still never have. Yeah, me either. I think My guitar player, Chris, had one once, but that's because he was working for, like, the Chainsmokers or Mike Posner or something. Right. Um, But, like, you save up your miles to get that one fucking flight Mm -hmm. overseas, like, not in coach class. You know what the
1: worst part about it is? Is, like, when you get on the plane and... Exit the plane. You have to walk right through there. I know. So you have to see how the other half live.
0: Like, well, and on those international flights, there's that staircase yep. that goes. Like, what's that? What's up what's that up staircase? There? <laughs> is there? Is that more seats?
1: Or is it like a, like?
0: I heard there's a sick bar up there.
1: Oh, I'm sure there is. But well, like, I mean, I'll never know. Is I'll that? Never-
0: I wonder if the top of the plane is like the actual first class. There's like the pod area. And then, like, that's kind of, like, you know, um, like executive or business class when it's, like, okay, you can sleep. But I'm wondering if upstairs is, like, singular pods.
1: Oh, I'm sure there's some baller-ass shit up there. And it's
0: just, like, there's only one per row. Right. And it's just you don't see motherfuckers. Yeah. And there's, like, a dope bar with, like, maybe they have, like, a nacho fountain or something up there. Like,
1: <laughs> something
0: super dope. An actual
1: bed. An actual bed.
0: Oh, yeah, I think there's, like, the sleepers. There might be sleepers up there. I don't know. If anybody knows, please let me know because I'm very curious to know what is on the second floor of those international fucking Boeing 787s or whatever the fuck that they're called. Yeah,
1: I'd like to know, too, because I know for a fact I'll never reach that status of being able to go up there.
0: You never never know. Just save up them miles, man.
1: It's hard, though, when nobody's traveling oh fuck (laughs) i forgot about that for a second i
0: forgot we're in the middle of no tour 2020 yep i think we had just gotten back from from europe in late february and i think that's when shit started kind of really like when we left that's when shit started really hitting the fan over there yeah because like,
1: like we were in australia
0: oh and when did you guys get back from there
1: we got back the very beginning of march
0: oh so you were out around the same time that we were then
1: yeah and this is like right when everybody was australia
0: got hit hard right away
1: they uh this is right when everybody's like whoa we should probably take this seriously yeah so luckily we got home before the shit hit the fan
0: did anybody in your crew get coronavirus no we think john had it really we think John had it because about three or four days after he got home from Europe, he displayed a lot of the symptoms that are we're more familiar with. Right. You know, but nobody else in our crew, to my knowledge, got it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. He could have just been gotten really bad traveler's sickness. Yeah,
1: and that, that is very common.
0: Yeah, which, because he had like pneumonia symptoms and, you know, he was really tired yeah. and was coughing for weeks and weeks and weeks. But... <clears throat> when we got back there was still guys like, you know, the guys from Testament were over there still. And like half the fucking band and crew got yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Like
0: Chuck Billy got it. Like Steve DiGiorgio got it. Like a bunch of homies on that, on that tour fucking was got it. somebody
1: from death angel got it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The drummer from death angel. Yeah. yeah. Like he got it bad too. Right. Yeah. Like, and wow. I think they're all probably at least
1: kind of recovered in the green. Yeah. So to speak.
0: Yeah. But then they're saying they're like, we don't know if you can get it
1: again now. Yeah, I heard something about that.
0: But I'm just like, I mean, which makes sense because if you know, you've got, you've had the flu. I've had the flu. Right. I've had it
1: more than once.
0: Yeah. But is it going to be like one of those things where it's like yearly coronavirus? Or
1: <clears throat> I mean, at this point, who knows what the hell will happen?
0: It's been a really fucking bleak year. <laughs>
1: 2020 sucks. Yeah. To and it bluntly.
0: Yeah, and I. I'm glad that we were able to do some stuff. But if I would have known that Budapest Hungary would have been the last show I played this year, I probably would have given her a little bit more. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, where was where was your guys last show in Australia?
1: Uh, what Was it Brisbane?
0: Brisbane seems to be like the it's either first or last. It seems yeah. like.
1: Yeah. Uh, It was uh if I remember correctly, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Nothing, you know, nothing bad, but nothing.
0: But if you knew that that was your last show of the year. Would you, have, would you have given it a little bit more?
1: Well, luckily, I mean, we were winding down our album cycle. Okay. So we didn't have anything booked. Yeah, we just the released most- the album in October. Right. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. Um, we, did have, we had a show in Malaysia. Okay. And that got canceled because of Corona. Oh, okay. Um, and then we had a couple festivals over the summer, but we didn't have any like, full-on tours yeah. booked. So in that aspect, we got kind of lucky.
0: Yeah, we had four of our tours either. Yeah. 3 of them have been canceled and one of them has been postponed till next year, but yeah. we'll see.
1: Right, cuz I mean, yeah. Everything seems to be changing week Like it we... seems
0: like a year is like like we've gone these last 6 months and then just like from at this point it seems like a year is almost like is that going to be too soon? Right. Cuz you know, they won't do cuz we're supposed to go out with stained and disturbed. Oh really? Yeah, we were supposed to do that this summer. We're supposed to be out on that right now. Okay. And then we were supposed to come home. I think we were talking about doing Papa Roach in Australia. And then we were gonna go over to Europe to do our first headlining in November, December. Fuck. So and then we had a like a May tour with Hollywood Undead and and us, um, which got cancelled or postponed. I don't fucking know the <laughs> yeah. language that their people are using. Um but we have moved the, the disturbed stain dates, the shed dates, till next summer. So I'm really hoping that, like, that's going to be our, you know, our big return. And
1: yeah, it's I mean, when the, when everything first started happening, I think everybody was like, oh, it'll pass in a couple of days. Weeks. John
0: was the only one who fucking called it from the beginning. Really? My drummer John, yeah. He was like he's like, Ah, there ain't gonna be no tours to twenty twenty. And I was like I was like, You really think that? I was like, Well we'll be back out in July on the Distain, on that Stirb Disney and stain tour. Like yeah. we'll be fine. And then it kind of after a while I was like Oh. <laughs> John just fucking called that shit. Yeah. Like they were, yeah, man, our management was just like, yeah, man, nothing for 2020. We've had a few show offers here and there, but they've all been canceled. Like, just one-offs here and there. Yeah, I was for, like, why are we even taking offers?
1: I know, right? <laughs> um, from what I've heard, <clears throat> um, I think that the soonest, band, the soonest that bands can get out and tour again, or basically live music can happen again, I heard Summer 2020. Uh, 2021
0: that that, that's that's what we've been told too and that's kind of what i'm hoping for yeah i'm
1: i'm hoping and praying that
0: it's like i get it we all like you know we've all worked in this industry a long time we all work really hard we all put way too much pressure to not only be you know decent musicians but great performers and you know this is our this is our live and yeah a forced vacation is probably really good for us mentally right but it gets to a point to where it's just like Now it's getting to be like, I feel like I'm on Gilligan's Island, but I'm at home. Like, you can feel like you're on Gilligan's Island when you're on tour sometimes. Oh, for sure. But you know, you know, the end. Right, exactly. You have an end date. Yeah. You know, and you can be like, all right, just fucking calm your fucking tits. Go fucking rip some gigs with the boys. And, you know, this will all be over in a couple weeks. You know, go home, go sleep in your bed. Right. Take your own, take a shower in your own bathroom. Yep. You know, but with this, it's just like, like, when you ask me to, like, if you're like, hey, can I come up to L.A. to come do the podcast if you're, if you're comfortable with it? And you're just like, I need to get out of fucking yeah. Orange County, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's been times where I've had to kind of, like, mentally talk myself down from the ledge. Yeah. Just because of, like, the whole uncertainty of everything. Yeah. And, you know, our industry, we were the <clears throat> the first to suffer from it and we're probably gonna be the last two to recover if we do recover. Yeah. Um and you know the hamster in the wheel in my brain just keeps going and going. It's a lot like it gets very, very dark. Yeah. In my like the way I think um if there's like it's almost like when you drop dye into water Mm -hmm. and it just kind of clouds it. That's how like my way of thinking is if I think of if I start dwelling on negative shit, yeah. It's like that die going into the water and it just takes over and I've got I like have to fight like a dog to get out of that headspace. Yeah. Well,
0: oh, I mean it's super easy, especially when you see guys who've been doing it for so fucking long and they're like going out and getting you know, you know, fucking real jobs. The real jo- yeah. And like, <laughs> there's been plenty of guys I know who is like, yo, I've been touring for fucking twenty years, man. Yeah. And it's like now I work at Apple. Right. And it's like I mean work is work. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna knock no, anything. Yeah, like, ab- absolutely. if you if you were in the touring crew and you had to go fucking work at McDonald's just to fucking get some money because you couldn't get unemployment like most people, mm. like that, there's no shame in that fucking game. No, not, there's not no all. shame work is fucking work. I don't care if you're fucking flipping burgers or selling fucking cigarettes down at the fucking quick trip or whatever. Yeah. Like work is fucking work and you're out there and you're doing it. You know, kudos for you. And it just, it sucks because, like, I know I've put a lot into being able to do this as a profession. Mm -hmm. You know, you take risks. But, you know, being a musician is a risk because it's, I was saying this before the, the pandemic. Like, people ask me, like, man, what's it like being in Bad Wolves, man? I'm sure it's so fucking exciting. I'm like, it is very exciting. I'm very grateful for where I am. But I'm trying not to take advantage because... The ride could end tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it kind
0: of yeah. did for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what, and like, and <laughs>
1: what are you going to do? <laughs> the, the thing about it was is that nobody saw it coming. Nope. Like nobody. We had no time to prepare for this. No. Um, and I think a lot of people, like the general public, kind of see what we do as a glorified hobby. Yeah. Um, which We're is dancing obvious, monkeys for their entertainment. Right. And then that's very much not the case. I mean, we have crew that work for us. I bought they your crew T-shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. That actually helps them out quite a bit. Um, you know, everybody behind the scenes, booking agents, managers, uh, even labels. Yeah. You know, we're all... It's like a very much a trickle-down effect. Um, and, uh, you know, I like I said, I just don't think the general public really sees entertainment industry in general yeah, as like they just kind of see it as, like I said, a, a glorified hobby. Yeah. Which,
0: well, TV and movies are starting up again because uh, you know what I do with my work is I'm, you know, I do, I do production, you know, I drive trucks and shit. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing stuff and like, they're really locking it down. Like if I go do a pickup or a drop off for a TV show,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I can't go in the building. The only people that are allowed in there who have been had like the coronavirus test like three or four times, they're self quarantined. You know, and that's like yo. If you're working on this set, like you're self quarantined. Yeah. Like we'll put you in a hotel. You're by yourself. Self quarantine.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's like you know I'll drop off cases, and I see motherfuckers out there with Lysol and cleaning products, like just clean and shut off. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like you can't come in. I'm like, oh, where can I take a piss? There's like, oh, there's a there's a porta potty right about a hundred <laughs> yards that way. That's been sitting in the blaring sun. That's where you can go to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's. 2020 is, it's weird times, man. Yeah. Well,
0: anybody who did something like what you guys did, um, I think uh, I so I got a, the crew shirt for you guys because <laughs> you know I've you know I've, I've been friends, you know, with you for around ten years now. Yep. And I know people who work in your crew, like Norm Costa. He yep. worked with me when I was in the band with Joey. You know. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I mean, I've known Norm Costa for since 2013 so seven years yeah you know and Norm's i think norm is man Nor, norm is fucking great you know robbie's worked with you guys mm-hmm. um and so anyone i knew and as long as i could afford it anybody i knew who was like in a in a band that did a crew shirt like i, th- I did one for a converge i did one for um faith no more my buddy max karen mm-hmm. he works in faith no more like he had just got that gig too
1: uh, <laughs> yeah he had- See, that's another thing that people don't really uh take into consideration too is like for bands you know the crew is what makes the whole thing work yeah they're the first up and then they're, the, they're wow. the last to go to bed yeah all we do is just Run around like monkeys. They hand stage. us our
0: fucking our guitars perfectly already in fucking tune. <laughs> right. They fucking lay out our in ears. Yep. You know, and then it's like all I got to do is like put them on. I'm like, all right, time to get the game bass on and put a bass on. Well, it's a little out of tune. <laughs> the fuck, Tim. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go out there, dance around, play our fucking songs. Hand them the guitars. Hand them our fucking in ears. Yep. And then it just magically gets in the truck.
1: Yep. Exactly. That's how we see That's our perspective.
0: Well, that's our perspective and, you know, anyone else who doesn't think about that. Right. But these guys are up at 7 a.m. unloading the fucking truck. It doesn't matter if it's 120 degrees. Like, and if you've never been in the back of a fucking semi-truck in the middle of fucking summer, you don't know what hot is. I don't care where the fuck you live.
1: That's like Like, panic-inducing.
0: Yeah. Like, I have loaded trucks in the summertime. Like, those trucks could be 140 fucking degrees. Yeah. And it's sweltering. You open those doors, it's like opening a fucking pizza oven
1: yeah it'll knock you over yeah and then vice or opposite of that like pushing gear in the freezing cold oh yeah when you know you're you can't feel your face your hands are numb yeah it like physically hurts yeah to be outside yeah like and those those
0: are the motherfuckers who make sure that our show happens yeah and deal with our little fucking our little needs here and there you know yeah
1: but like you were saying before, like you know, you 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 know that this could all end at any time. Yeah. And I've always kind of had that same, or uh, you know, mindset. Like, you know, I'm. I tend, I'll bitch about touring. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. But there, it only lasts for like a split second because the other part of my brain, kind of like the common sense, like kicks in. And I was like, dude, you could just shut the fuck up right now. You're on a tour bus. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, traveling the country or the world, playing music. You have a crew, and they're doing all the heavy lifting. Just, you know, sit down, Tiger. You have no room to complain about anything, which is very true. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know. Well, I, I I think most of us, like, the reasonable, the reasonable Uh, amount of us right we have all i mean because i've done that where i'm just like you know i'm not comfortable on this chair bus (laughs) you know and you're like "Mm, i gotta go do this and then but then you realize like at the end of the day you're like you know there are there are people out there that and it's like and i've done it too like i i didn't get my first paycheck real paycheck from a band until i was 30 years old And the, But there are people out there that would do what I do, be in my exact shoes. They would give you their left nut mm-hmm. and do it for free. Right. So you just have to... And I, and I try to remind myself, like... Not that I'm, like, sitting here, like, being, like, an ungrateful cunt all the time. But there are certain times yeah, where sure. you have to remind yourself, like, dude, you're really fucking lucky. Like, like the, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those people out there. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you just got to, you know, thank your lucky stars that there's people out there, you know, and I still do every day, especially during the pandemic. Like, I thank my lucky stars for our fan base, like Mm -hmm. they've single handedly, you know, helped support me right (laughs) over the past six months by buying my fucking stupid pics and my stupid T-shirts and my autograph and shit like that. And, you know, paying to subscribe to our Patreon so they can watch me talk for an hour or two live yeah. on, do like a live Q and a or post videos or whatever. Like they single handedly made it so that our band could sustain and also stay in focus and not just like disappear, disappear into the background. Right. Because we're still a new band. We still got to fight. Like, you know, we were really hoping that after 2021, you know, this is pre COVID Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't have to work as hard, that maybe we could not be out for nine months a year on tour just by, you know, by putting in that hard work. Yeah. And I think now after, you know, and I'm, you know, not trying to like jump into the future or whatever, but going in post COVID. Bands are going to have to, maybe, and I could be completely wrong, but I feel like we're going to have to put in that work again. And I'm totally with it. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, put me out for the next fucking, so th- I can be somewhere. Put me out for yeah. the next 10 yeah, months. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, I'm a single guy. You know, I know you have a wife, you know, and I don't, uh, you don't have any kids. You haven't no. had haven't any, haven't any kids in the last, since the last time I saw you, <laughs> no right? Kids, okay. No kids, So, you know, you're married, but you no kids. Um. So... You know, I'm sure if it was like, yo, we got to do this, you know, for the next year just to try to help put us back to where we were. I know that you would probably do the same. Yeah. You would put in that work because.
1: Yeah. I think um, being like knowing what we know now Mm -hmm. when things do finally normalize, I think we're all going to have a better appreciation I'm gonna kiss
0: everybody in the motherfucking front row, just no mask, right on the mouth, just right on the fucking lips. I don't care. You're a man, woman, non-binary, You're non-gendered, dog, cat, security guard. I'm just smooching you right on the fucking, right on the mouth. No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna be even more careful than I already am. Right, like yeah. I, I already had a weird thing with shaking people's hands to begin with. Like I was definitely one of the fist-bumper fist bump, guys. Yep. You know, unless I get too drunk, then then I'll <laughs> do like hugs. the hugs, <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm probably going to be even more careful now because you know when you would do like big signings at festivals and shit, there was oh, always you're just that shaking little shaking hands, left you're and right. shaking hands, and I would always try to do the bump, yeah. And it's like people, I feel like some people forget that we're in a pandemic and they'll go to shake my hand. And I'm like, nah, don't, don't take any offense. I was like, I'm, I'm not touching, I'm not touching motherfuckers right, right. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. okay. I was like, I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I think going outwards after this, like, like, yo, I might just be wearing gloves during meeting greets from now on. (laughs) I mean, sanitize the
1: gloves. Yeah. You know, like I said, knowing what we know now, like taking precautions. I mean, it'd be stupid not to. Yeah. You know, Um, but also like what I was saying before, I think we're all going to just kind of have a better appreciation for what we do mm-hmm. and the fact that we get to do what we do and like like you're saying before like all the hard work I, d- I don't think it'll be as hard as no. we think it might be
0: honestly I I really feel like once they say and who knows when, when this will be hopefully it'll be before next summer but once they say like cool it's safe enough to have concerts you're not going to be able to fucking keep a show unsold out I oh, don't yeah. think. I don't give a fuck who it is like you'll be like trapped will finally be able to sell out a show for the first time since <laughs> How, all right. So I just have to ask cause you played for them for a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about all the trap shit going on right now? And would you have gone and played that show at Sturgis like they did? Uh, did you, you know mean, Had
1: I, had I been still with, yeah.
0: If you, if you had still been with trapped?
1: ah oh, man, I don't know. Like I'm glad I'm removed from it. Now.
0: I really hope I didn't bring too much unwanted attention towards you, Travis no, McGill. No, 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 people no. ask I mean, not that I've like million listeners or whatever, but <laughs> people ask you like, Oh shit, Travis McGill wasn't trapped.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it was a different time back then and when was that? Uh two thousand thirteen, going into two thousand fourteen. I played with him for about a year and a half. Okay. And I was essentially just a hired gun. Yeah. Um
0: well, wasn't Atreyu kind of on, on yeah, a hiatus? Yeah, we mild were on like hiatus? a hiatus because for... you were doing Fake Figures mm-hmm. as well, which didn't did they Did Fake Figures come out with a new record this year?
1: Uh, last October. Last October. Uh, okay, so... actually writing for one right now. Okay, so there's That's new Fake one of, Figures. One of the things that has been keeping me busy during yeah. this pandemic. Um. So yeah, I played with Trapped for about a year and a half, and then the Atreyu machine was coming out of hibernation. So perfect. So I you know went back home so yeah. to speak
0: yeah well i mean you know that makes sense and i'm um, sure you were glad to go back home as well
1: yeah i mean like <laughs> i i don't regret playing no i'm not I'm not, no, I'm, out, uh, I'm not you know
0: i'm definitely out but i'm not you know i got I, get,
1: I got paid dirt to play guitar yeah and you know it was a, a comfortable touring situation you know i yeah. wasn't we it we wasn't i wasn't slumming it or anything yeah um but then I I don't know what the hell happened, and I I I, I don't want to speak ill about anybody. No, in that we're not we're not here we're not here right. fling mud. We're not um, here fling mud. But I I do feel kind of bad for the other guys. Yeah. In the band because I know like uh, Pete the bass player, um, uh, a dear friend of mine. I know he doesn't share the same political views as Chris, mm-hmm. but the band as a whole is kind of getting dragged through the mud. Yeah. You well, know, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it just goes to show like the way things are today. It's just bringing out weird sides of people.
0: It's bringing out the worst sides in humanity that I've ever seen in the, it, in yeah. the 33, almost 34 years that I've been alive. And it's just, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to fling mud at anybody. I'm not trying to get crazy. Like, I'm just wanting to have, you know, a decent discussion with someone I consider a friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, I know what it's like to be lumped into something where you're just like, I don't really, like, you're lumping me into a conversation I'm not having. Right. And that's not really fair. Yeah. Right, lumping right. someone else into, um, into something where it's like they might not have talked about it. Mm-hmm. But because of the association, they automatically are just like, oh, like he's in that band with that guy. They 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 probably think alike. Right.
1: He's guilty by association. Yeah, exactly. Which is
0: not the case. Like we have to remember, like not only is a band like a full living, breathing organization, but each one of the people in the band are their own individuals. Exactly. You know, yeah. granted, they might have some things in common. But just because one person speaks for like can can have a a better reach and speak more towards something doesn't mean everybody else thinks the same way. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to defend, you know, anything that, you know, Chris from Trapped has said or anything like that. I'm just letting you guys know that it's not just just because he might be the face and the mouth of the band doesn't mean that everybody else associated with that feels agrees or even thinks anything close to what he said right you know yeah it's just one guy right. yeah he's associated because he's the front man mm-hmm. but he is not the band right exactly you know, you can't play five instruments at once, because if you could, there would be one man fucking bands.
1: I mean, I guess you could. And you'd, if you, you'd make a lot more money that you, way. You
0: Yeah, you would make a lot more money that way. But I mean, and talking about like, yo, if you could actually, and I'm not talking about computer, like if you could actually play two guitars, a bass guitar, sing and drums yeah. at the same time, then yeah, then that is the band. Right. But. <laughs> There are lots of moving pieces and other people involved to make that shit happen. Yeah. You know, so you were a hired gun, Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming there's probably a couple... There's another hired gun in the position that you had,
1: you know? Yeah, since since my time with Trapped, I think there's been, like, at least another three or four guitar players. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Same thing with the drummers, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess you could say that, like, it is his band, but it's, like don't associate the rest of the band. Right. You know, you can call him, you know, whatever name you want, but you can't say like the whole band. Right. You know? Yeah. Cause they're just doing it. This They're just literally doing it. Like, you know, that's like someone, if you work at an office job is like, man, your boss is a real fucking piece of shit.
2: Right. And you're yeah, like,
0: yeah. cool, but that's my job. You know? Yeah. That's, that's how you have to think of it. It's like, you might hate the guy that runs the company, but he still pays his employees and that's still a job. Right. And that job pays for motherfuckers to have roofs over their head and food in their mouth. Yeah. So leave the rest of the guys
1: alone. Yeah. And it's like all the like media attention that they've gotten, they still use promo photos with me in it. I haven't seen that. And I've seen some people, some people don't even Travis.
0: Are you a meme now?
1: No, no, I haven't made it to that status yet. So people either don't even recognize me in the photo or they don't have no clue who I am. Yeah. But I've seen some people kind of almost like stick up for me and say, like, stop using images with Travis Miguel. Like, he has nothing to do with this band anymore. Yeah. And I think it was even um, uh, Trip, uh, Jonathan Martin. Okay. I don't know if you know him. It's our old sound guy uh he actually made it a point to uh basically say this is exactly that like <laughs> stop they need to stop using pictures of Travis Miguel he's a goddamn sweetheart <laughs> like, somebody's sticking up for
0: me well i mean you are, you are a sweetheart and i think i've i probably told this on the last podcast but like again that was 4 years ago almost to the day i started doing a podcast like 4 God, years was apart that long ago. yeah When I went down to your house in HB. Yeah. 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 Um, But when I first met Travis, we were on the Mayhem Fest 2010. I was within this moment at the time, and Atreyu was on there. I remember, I don't even remember if there was a reason why, but I think you and I had talked about food or something earlier in the tour, and something had come up, and you're like, Yo, dude, I'm going to Sonic. Do you want something from Sonic? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I (laughs) I don't have any money. Oh, don't worry about it. (laughs) and he brought me back with bags you brought me back sonic and i was just like yo that's the dopest motherfucker i ever met my entire
1: life (laughs) just bonding over shitty fast food
0: yeah and then (laughs) we hung out like after that and like in a non-touring setting and i was Mm -hmm. just like oh travis is dope but i think we kind of both are similar in the ways where it's like it's not that like oh you haven't heard from me in a while it's not because i'm like i don't like you it's just, I got my own, like, we no, all have yeah. our, our own shit going on. Or right. it's like, you know, when I saw you at Welcome to Rockville, I was, like, so stoked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're fucking right next right next door neighbors to fucking Atreyu. Yeah. Like, share, like, a dressing room and shit. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, we hung out, talked for a bit, took yeah. our picture. But then it's like, we both know. It's like, oh, it's almost game time. Right. You know.
1: Yeah. So I, I think it's, the name of the game. Yeah. So it's like, oh, but you don't really hang out with that guy, like, you know, off tour. I'm like, we have once. <laughs> we and, have a couple and, times. And when we do, we just basically pick up where we left off. Yeah. Like you know, nothing had happened. Yeah. Which, you know, it's that's not easy to find. No. In this field. No. Anyway, you know. No. Well, it,
0: it, there's a lot of, you know, I, I and it, and, it, and I'm not just saying it's the music industry. It's any fucking industry. There's yeah. just a lot of disingenuous people. Right. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it's hard to find you know, I'm not saying like, yo, I'm the realest motherfucker out there, you know? Like but I like to like there's certain people who I'm just like, I really like hanging out with that dude and I hope he likes hanging out with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So and I try not to be fucking annoying or too overbearing or, you know, whatever. So I'm like, Oh, maybe that guy I want to hang out and then like
1: I'll be surprised,
0: like, Oh man, I hung out with so and so from that band or like, oh man, I'm just being alright guy to hang
1: out with. <laughs> that's and that's all you can be, you know. Yeah. Like In this, like you're saying, there's there's this industry is filled with disingenuous people who are only associating with you to get something, Mm -hmm. or you know, they've just got ulterior motives, or they're just fake. Yeah,
0: Um, I've noticed it a lot more as like because when I was in in this moment, like we hadn't really crossed that they hadn't really crossed that barrier yet, mm -hmm. where like because they got like huge for you know. They got they really built a name for themselves like after I got kicked out of the band. So I didn't I had never really been in a band where I experienced like a lot of like attention until Bad Wolves. Mm. So and then like the whole zombie thing happened and I realized I'm like like I realized then, like I'm kinda glad I like I wasn't single like when Bad Wolves first started. Mm-hmm. Because like I could, I, I could, I, I could be fucking married to somebody who fucking hates me, you know, like or something, <laughs> right? You know, like I'm just really glad that I was able to see, like, from a guy who was in a long term relationship, who was taking care of a child at home as well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and kind of seeing things happen, and I'm like, oh, like, because I started noticing shit, like, oh, people will just try to get stuff out of you because they think you're famous
2: right yeah
0: and i was like really like why i'm not i'm not famous and then i was like i might not be famous but my band has a a bigger name than you know what i'm used to
1: and you're a fifth of that yeah so you know
0: guilt by association <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you got to figure that you know some kid goes to your show yeah you are famous to him
0: that makes sense yeah you no know,
1: because you know he paid the ticket to see you guys perform yeah um but I, I I share the same sentiment like I'm not I can go walk to the you know corner store and you know not get bothered yeah at all because I'm not I don't think I'm famous. Yeah. But I think the only time I really think I'm quote unquote famous is at my own show. And even then I can walk right through the crowd. I love it. And nobody even knows it's me because I'm probably the most inconspicuous one in my band.
0: Well, the only thing that gives me away, which I'm going to have
1: to change the hair back.
0: Definitely before we go back out on tour, because the the, the blonde will the blonde streak will give me away. (laughs) I like my anonymity. Right. Because like when I'm up when I'm on stage, you know, I've done I did like a few push ups or some exercises before. So I I look jacked before I go on stage. And, you know, I got my hair down and it's like it's a whole nother person up there. And I have contact lenses in. But like when I get off stage and I want to go have a beer and I want to watch the fucking show Mm -hmm. like your boy puts that shit in a ponytail. He's got glasses like you know, I'm covered up. You can't even see my fucking pass. Mm-hmm. I hide that shit. Yeah, like, I only take it out when I'm trying to get to where I need to go. Right. Like yeah. I'm definitely not a, a pass flasher.
2: No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I put that shit in my back pocket. Like, and if it happens to come out, I'm like, oh, shit. But I also <laughs> like to people watch too. But I love the I love the anonymity of being able to go out into the crowd of your own show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, go out into the smoking section. That's my favorite thing. Have a beer, <laughs> go out to the smoking section, and just watch people. Right. And it's like I'm not watching. I'm not going out there in hopes of that someone somebody going, notices you. No, or, no, yeah. no. Because once that happens, I'll I'll, I'll cower backstage. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, oh my god, you're so great tonight. And like, no, 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 no. Please, please stop, stop, right. stop. Yeah. And it's like you and you have to go places where it's further from the front of the stage. Because if you if you're like hanging out like near the front of the stage, mm-hmm. then motherfuckers they were close enough to see to, you. To they you. will they will recognize right. you. Yeah. And then they'll point your friends like, yo, dude, this fucking cocky. <laughs> you know and i don't want that so i'm going all the way to the back yeah i'm going to the bar that has the least amount of people you know and i'm i just want to watch the show yeah. but i love i don't know what it is about that like cloak of anonymity that you get from not being the the center of of the band's attention
1: it's almost like the uh i guess it would be like the empowering feeling of being invisible
0: yeah where when you're just another fucking dude
1: Right. Even though you're not invisible, you're yeah. invisible. Yeah. You know, if you're I mean you're you, like were, a, you were you were on the man. St- yeah, you were <laughs> on the stage. You weren't that invisible guy cuz everybody's everybody was watching. Oh, you. I'm
0: throwing picks at people's fucking foreheads yeah. trying to get their attention or if like somebody like isn't like having a good time, I'll I'll do a stare down, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, just, <laughs> you know, like my ex used to get super pissed at me because like so I use these big thick triangle picks. Yep. Yep. And I for you know you hit somebody in the face or whatever picks always end up in bras if they you're do. throwing picks they do and it's not, it's not I'm not sitting there on purpose like <laughs> no, they, that's just, titties. they just you know ran there that's just where they end up yeah. and I would get tagged like oh I see your picks in another bra <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm not just doing it to throw picks of titties like I love when I get motherfuckers right in the middle of the forehead yeah like I'm not trying to get anybody in their eye
1: I, I actually have like you know throwing a pick out they weren't paying attention And just landed right on their (laughs) eye. You do this, and I I feel so bad because I didn't mean to. I'm just like trying to toss it out. I try to get people's attention, but a lot of the times, yeah,
0: you know, like because after the show, like I'll go out and I'll like wave to people and I'll yell at them, try to get their attention. And my favorite is when you land that fucking one right in the middle. So if you ever see like a video of me on stage and I'm throwing and I go like
2: boom. (laughs) <laughs> like, that means I got somebody right in the fucking head.
0: It's I don't know why. It's just, it's fun for me. Right. And, and it's just, like, the weird shit. Like, you can throw, like, after your set, if you're, like, you know, if it's one of our headline sets or if we have a, you know, a decent supporting slot. And, like, you throw fucking guitar picks. You can throw anything off the stage and mm-hmm. motherfuckers want it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. Like, you really want this gross-ass monster sweatband that I've been just fucking digging into for the last 45 (laughs) minutes? Like, it's got my everything on it. Oh, by the way, I haven't showered in two days.
1: Yeah, all (laughs) up in your DNA. Yeah. Just like, you really want that? Yeah, give it to me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you Um, could literally throw
0: anything, anything. Yeah. I'm going to try it, too. I'm going to try it.
1: Just random-ass shit. I'm going to,
0: like, go out and get, like, a cheap pair of uh, tennis shoes. I'm going to wear them for that show. At the end of the show, I'm going to take them off and fucking kick them out. Like, oh, you want a show? <laughs> yeah.
1: But you're right. People will, they'll take it.
0: Yeah. Water bottles. Love that shit. Yep. So oh, they all want set lists and guitar picks.
1: Set lists, yeah. Like, sure.
0: unless you're a little ass kid, you don't get set lists from me.
1: Yeah. I've, uh, whenever I've, you know, given out a set list, I make sure it's somebody who's, who was there and like engaged in the and show present, not yeah. like you know staring at their phone the whole time or yeah like you said like a little kid yeah a little you know, kid up, on up his, in the front yeah, like, shoulders.
0: you know or he'll have like a t-shirt that says like my first concert i'm like yo that pulls the heartstrings uh, yeah absolutely. so i will definitely i will <clears throat> i'll throw out my picks i'll have my set list i tell motherfuckers don't touch my goddamn set list that is my set list to yep. do with what i will don't touch my set list there's set lists everywhere else i'll go i'll do my pick throws You know, there's I've already kind of picked out the people who I'm going to throw picks to, Mm -hmm. you know, at least in their general direction. Right. You know, one day I'm going to be a fucking pick sniper and then I'll (laughs) just. and then I'll go back, get to my set list. If it's somebody who I really want to have the set list, I'll pull it up. I'll tape over the edges and I'll fold it in half. I'll jump off the front of the stage and I'll hand it to exactly who I want it to. Now, if it's somebody who I don't care who gets the set list. I peel it up off the stage because, you know, it's got the four corners, of the gaff tape. Right. And I just ball that motherfucker <laughs> up it and throw there. it because yeah. it's just like then it's like you're not going to get the full set list. We're going to get a half. Yeah, are going to get, get every- a third of a set list. Right. You're not going to get the full like and then, you know, it really depends. Like, you know, if you know if and if they have a marker there and they're like, oh, will you sign it? Then fuck yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, for
0: sure. But I want the, for some reason, I feel like it's important for the little kids to have really good experiences at these shows. Absolutely. You know, because their brains are like sponges. So yeah. So if they see, you know, people up on stage acting like assholes, they're not going to want to come to shows.
1: Because they, they'll remember that.
0: Yeah. For sure. But yeah. if they're just like, it doesn't matter who's in the, like, who's in the band. But if they're like, yo, that, that dude from Atreyu or that guy from Bad Wolves, like, really made it a point when I was a little kid to make sure that i got a set list when i was st- sitting on my dad's shoulders right. at my first concert ever yeah you know and he gave me a pick and he even fucking signed it you know yeah i really think that's important for little kids yeah like they you said
1: their they're, they're little, little minds are like sponges and they're the next generation yeah they they internalize things at that age differently yeah. than they're going to when they're an adult yeah you know And they just literally, they pick up
0: everything. Yeah. Shit that, like, it might not even be visible. Like, they can, little kids can pick up fucking moods and, you know, they're super sensitive to that type of shit. So Mm -hmm. anytime that there's kids in the front row, like, I'm always having an extra good time. Yeah. Just because I want them to have an extra good time. Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, I don't know why it's so important to me. They're kids. They deserve it. Yeah. You know?
2: They're so innocent.
1: Yeah, they're innocent. They're not, they're not jaded or fucked up like we are. (laughs) 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 Yet. Yet. They will be. Eventually. But at least they had
0: fun that one time at exactly. that Bad Wolves or that Atreyu show.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Actually, that's why I started using white picks mm-hmm. because I was, I can't remember, like I had like a darker color pick and I'd throw them and nobody would ever catch them because I couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. So I started using white picks. So at least I can give them the benefit of the doubt if I do end up like yeah. hucking it at their eyeball. <laughs> at least they can see it coming.
0: Orange, orange, or pink. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Orange, or pink. Basically
1: anything fluorescent. Yeah, would work.
0: Cause I was, I did, I did. Uh, so yeah, I'll do white, orange, or pink. Uh, white and orange are kind of like my my go tos, just mm-hmm. because I don't have to change the gauge. Cause I use the intune picks, and okay. I don't think they make pink in uh, in the gauge that I use for the tri tips or okay. whatever. They might. I could be wrong. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so white and orange, cause I was doing black picks, and like they're popular for the pick collectors, right. the black ones, but you can't see it. Right. Yeah. It looks like anything coming at you. Like it could be. It's like, oh, what's gonna hit me in the face right now? Is it a guitar pick or is it a fucking brick? You don't know (laughs) because you just see it coming from the corner. You see something, but you don't know what it is. Is it a guitar pick or is it a bat coming to bite my face? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know when you're not looking directly at it. You have no idea what it is. Exactly. So you know that that is good. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start using the the pink more. I miss having the pink picks. I I don't know. For some reason, they just. I always knew where they were. The power of pink. Orange, white, those can get lost in gaff tape, you know? True, true. But you got a fucking bright-ass pink pick, you ain't losing that bitch. (laughs) Unless for some reason your band uses lots of pink gaff tape. (laughs) 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 Anyways, man, I think, fuck, I think it's probably been like two, two and a half hours.
1: Time flies.
0: Time flies when you're talking about video games, I guess. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a fucking pandemic. Is it still recording? Where'd it go? Yeah, it is. All right. Travis. Thank you so much for joining me. Where can people find you on social media if they want to see your not a lot of posts?
1: Uh, Instagram is the one I use the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just at Travis Miguel. Okay. Uh, same with Twitter. Okay. I don't really fuck with Facebook as much anymore. Yeah, you're
0: yeah, better off. Well, what's, uh, and the, is the, what's the band uh, Instagram?
1: Uh, band of, uh, is Atreyu Official. Mm-hmm. And I believe the Twitter handle is the same.
0: And Fake Figures? And Fake find
1: Figures you? is at Fake Figures, all I right. believe.
0: So at Atreyu Official, mm-hmm. at Travis Miguel.
1: And at Fake Figures. At
0: Fake Figures. Yep. Is there anything else you would like to push or talk about before uh, before we say goodbye here oh, on this lovely Friday?
1: Uh, no, I think we covered all bases.
0: Sick, dude. Well, thank you for coming down from the HB dude thank you for uh, having me sorry about the fiasco before this podcast like i like set off the alarm at the building and i didn't couldn't (laughs) find the keys to get in and we were like playing fucking uh musical parking lots and musical key rings it was it was really 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 stressful so i'm glad that i actually forgot about that for a few hours and then uh and we got to talk about video games and other bullshit so thanks again for coming on thanks for tuning in and uh i will see you guys next time Alright guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the always awesome Travis Miguel. Again, if you want to find him on social media, it is at Travis Miguel on Instagram and Twitter. Um, If you want to check out Atreyu, it's Atreyu Official and Fake Figures is at Fake Figures. Uh, I really enjoyed having this conversation with Travis. Like I said it's been it had been a long time since me and him had had connected on a on a personal level besides just seeing each other out doing shows and and other stuff like that, but it was it was really good to get to talk to him and I know we kind of circled back to uh video games a lot in this, but that's just kind of what me and him really have in common and that's just kind of the one thing that I know me and him could probably talk for another 3 hours for. So um Again, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, if you want to sponsor the show, you want me, want me to talk about a product, you want me to play some of your band's music, anything, uh, go ahead and feel free to reach out to me uh, on my socials, which is at ksconkeel on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email me at
2: podcast at gmail.com. And I will see you guys next time.